is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello, welcome to episode 216 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Sam with Stanley, and I've got my two friends here, Gavin Marshall and Mark Hansen. How are you doing, gentlemen? Not too bad, not too bad. A little bit low energy, as I was saying before the show. You're going to have to pull me through this one. Yeah, I don't know if this is the week for it. We might have to be relying on Mark. I'll you, try. Mark. I'll try my best. I- woo! <laughs> woo! I've always thought you were a bit of a woo girl, Mark. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can be a bit of a yeah, bit of a woo girl. So yeah. um, you'll find me at the uh, going out the top of limos, screaming at the top of my lungs. It's very, very me, very on brand. Is that how you arrived at the game this week? That's uh, that's how I arrived at the podcast tonight. Oh, <laughs> in, a, in a limo, in my own uh, yeah, virtual limo in my own front room, <laughs> shouting well, woo. Well, well, uh, yeah. You, this is a I don't know. What, is it fair to say a withered group this week? <laughs> <laughs> this this might be the um this might be the 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 vaunted thirty minute show forty minute show Possibly. right you keep you keep saying this and it never um well, it feels like, what I've learned is right generally what what happens is when I say it's going to be the forty minute show when it's something like this with the bye week right where there's maybe not as much to talk about there's no game to go over I think okay you know so I plan a few things ahead of time because I'm like I want to fill the space and then I realized I didn't need to do that because we we talked for an hour about absolutely nothing anyway um case in point right now. So <laughs> what we're doing uh, right here. Yeah, exactly. So talking about know, I'm, talking. I'm no longer even concerned about having a lack of content because I, I know it'll just form throughout the course of the episode. Um, speaking of just forming, that's not a good segue. It doesn't make any sense. Our show producers this month. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for supporting the show over at patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers pod. Uh, our show producers, Rob Ferguson, the glorious Mark Hansen. Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Jason Bowdler, Ian Ferrugia, Christian Robb, Thomas Fielding, and Joe Pearson. Thanks to those wonderful producers. Truly great skulls. That's a better, better nickname for me this week. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what was the one last week? Three Sugars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three Sugars, man. A little bit unhinged. Not going to lie. Although, We've got to give a shout out to um, Ian and... Uh, and Rob, that both me and Mark met this weekend. So mm-hmm. a special shout out yes. to meet the nice to meet the uh, producers of the show. Yeah, it's it's, it's growing. We've met or at least spoke to the majority of these people. You know, not many not many hidden names out there. Uh, reach out if you want to. You want to. You, know, you want to jump on the show one week, maybe, or you want to. You want to meet Gav at his house. What tier of He'll give you a talk. Gav, just give, just give, the, uh, give the audience your home address, Gav. <laughs> Somewhere near that shop that sells the washing baskets. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the game? Anything else that, that happened that was fun? Any, any yeah, met, met, met a couple of Steelers guys. Met uh, the, a dude sitting two or three seats down from us had just flown over that morning from Canada. And he only bought the ticket wow. the morning of the game. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, he just came oh. over by himself. But he said he was going to check out the show. Didn't catch his name. Um, he was going to come to the photo. Uh, oh, I should mention there was a photo from the um, from the Facebook group. We'd organised a photo, and we got this. Nice to hear it in a British hey. accent. 
barrage of abuse behind it. Which is kind of fun. It's, it's like a little pocket of Steelers fans chanting, surrounded by Ravens. Because it felt like a Ravens home game, really. Although it's meant to be the, the it, fictional yeah. Titans home game. It was very Ravens where I was. Where I was sat. What was it like? Where are you, Mark? Same, same. I think just all around the stadium, it was just heavy, heavy Ravens. So I think people started to get kind of more of the neutrals started to get on board with the Titans when they started coming back into it a bit more. I think mm-hmm. there was a bit more noise for them for that from then. But yeah, definitely, a, definitely a Ravens heavy, heavy crowd. That, yeah, I, obviously I was supporting the Titans. Uh, wore my fryer move yep. blue in, in, to bring them a bit of luck. Didn't work. But um, my highlight of the game was uh, when Henry went on the Wildcat long run. And uh, the, the the only the only Titans guy near us was right behind me, and he stood up, and went, "Oh hell, King Henry!" Like, <laughs> so, that was a cool moment. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my Ravens mate who I was with was just just kept constantly saying they've got the best run of a play that shouldn't have even happened <laughs> because it was the uh, the dodgy penalty before that that kind of kind of led to that. So I tell yeah. you, if if it, it didn't um, convince me that the NFL isn't scripted, that you get. <laughs> They got a, a full scoring chance in the red zone, and then uh, and Derek Henry's moved on to the sidelines with a, sort of some kind of injury. So okay, yeah, this the Titans aren't supposed to win this game, obviously. <laughs> Conspiracy theories are out already on this one. First hand, <laughs> um, good atmosphere though overall. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was it was hostile to the Steelers. Sure. I felt that, yeah, but uh, no, overall good. Yeah, it's good good experience. I, I much prefer Tottenham to Wembley. It's such a better. What yeah, do you think of it? So, You've been there before, Mark, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Tottenham uh, three times now. Yeah, all for the NFL. And uh, yeah, so much better than Wembley. Very much so. Mm. Um, yeah, great atmosphere. Great. And great to see you, Gav, as well. Yeah, you too. Say. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't should, should have left uh, buried the lead there. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. And Kathy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also met a dude called Arnold from Pittsburgh who was, uh, had enjoyed a few beverages, shall we say, and was hiccuping <laughs> a little bit. When I was chatting to him, but um, he was saying, "Ah, Pickett's trash. He's as bad a bust as Johnny Football." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But I could see him glazing over when I started going into like you know his horizontal passing game and what I think he could do. <laughs> I think he just wanted to just like slag him off, and that was it. So I just yeah, okay, sounds like me and Arnold to get along. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys will. <laughs> oh well, uh, this sounds fun. Sounds like a good time. Uh, just another host that's met Gav before me. No, right? Yeah. Not, not saying he's avoided me or anything. <laughs> well, I did. I did. I did. Throw you a lifeline to come. You did actually, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was the day before, and <laughs> it takes a little time to stand me out of my stupor. I did uh, bump into another guy that was uh, that was kind of late. He was he was supposed to get there early. Some guy called Mike uh, oh, that, that I bumped yeah. into before the game as well. Yeah, in his uh, in his little Steelers polo. Um, <laughs> yeah, about about an hour late for his uh, his little fancy hospitality thing. Mike had the sort of energy of a football agent. Didn't you think? <laughs> yes, he did, big time. Yeah, because yeah, you saw him from the stands. I saw, yeah, we we kind of. I saw him. He was. I was in the upper tier, and I went down to the front at halftime to see if I could spot him. And lo and behold, there he was in his box with all his like corporate chums, and I was shouting at the top of my voice, <laughs> like that. And everyone around, well, what is this guy doing? Just over and over again. And he didn't see me, but one of his party saw me. And then I was like twirling my terrible towel and pointing at Mike, <laughs> shouting Mike. But it's like, he didn't compute. Obviously, maybe he didn't know Mike's name or just thought I was some kind of crazy person. <laughs> so then, then, I've, then I've voice called Mike, but then I thought I saw him again. So then I ended up just shouting Mike into Mike's answer phone message while waving as well. So he would have got that message of just me going, <laughs> Mike, I can see you, Mike. 
<laughs> and then eventually he rang me and I said, look, just turn around, walk up to your balcony, look up. And then we were, so we had a good wave. But yeah, I'm ashamed not to meet him. But yeah, it was, it was a funny moment. I love the idea that your daughter sat there next to you as you stood on your chair, swinging the towel around, screaming at the corporate box. Um, also, Matt, did did, uh, did Mike really have a Steelers polar on, or was that a joke? Uh, I don't know. Well, to be fair, he had his uh, he had his coat and scarf on, so oh, okay. uh, yeah, I didn't didn't really get a good. I, I really could have pictured him in the little Steelers polar. That's all. Yeah, no, he did have a very big uh, football agent vibe. Yeah, you, you definitely got that right, Gav. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, now uh, uh, we had some stuff planned this week, right? Uh, we're going to postpone it a little bit because uh, someone's been in Dave's mouth. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless Dave. I hope he's doing okay. Um, but he was going to struggle to talk, so so we put that on the back burner. Um, but I think that's okay because uh, you know we got little bits to talk about. We're going to do little little bits and pieces. Um, if I stop talking, it might be a quick show. So let's let's roll through it. The first part of it... Never stop talking. Sorry. No. Never if stop. I stop talking, dear God, who would be left? <laughs> um, it's time for the... Is this, oh, does this work? Do I have the right drop? Let's find out. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. All right. Let's go. Dealers on three. One, two, three. Dealers. News. Don't do this too often during the season, but the bye week presents us a luxurious opportunity to talk uh, in a bit more detail about the goings-on. Uh, first thing, first thing I want to talk about, Desmond King. Mm, <laughs> and by extension, da- Darius Rush. We'll get to that, though. Um, Desmond King played one defensive snap per listeners may remember. We discussed, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, on a touchdown, I think, that um, Justice Hill scored, uh, where he took a bad angle, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's all we'll ever see of Desmond King in a Steelers uniform, apparently. Uh, didn't didn't, didn't yeah. he field one touchback kickoff or something? No, he, he did play more oh, special yeah. team snaps, yeah. yeah. He did play a few yeah. special team snaps, but uh, just one on defense. Um, according to Matt Caboli uh, of The Athletic, he said, well, what I was told or led to believe was that it was purely his ability. They just didn't see him fitting in here. They didn't like what they saw over the past month and a half. So they decided to, trade, uh, to move on from him. They're not going to trade him. Nobody's interested in trading for him. So they'll end up releasing him. It's purely physical, purely on the field play. Uh, I guess they thought they were going to get a little bit more than what they actually got. And then he goes on to liken it to the William Jackson move last season that we spoke a lot about um, to no avail. What is going on here? Um, Just kind of a fresh, listen, I'm sure this happens all the time to teams, right? They'll sign someone um, late, obviously hasn't gone through training camp with them. They want to get eyes on them. They maybe don't fit quite into the system. They maybe don't fit quite into the the vibe of the, the team, the atmosphere. I don't know. It, you know, it could be one, either, or both. Well, it's like a condensed version of what happened to Akilo Witherspoon. They, they, certainly, yeah, yeah. At least we saw a little bit out of Witherspoon, though. So you know, he, mm. he, he flashed some good play. Um, Who, by the way, is balling out? Exactly. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to him later on. Um, but it just feels like just another example, right, of the Steelers, like promising like a fun move only for it to amount to nothing and it's uh, to me it's just one of these things where if this is a if this is a team that's uh, performing to expectations then we don't worry too much about this but this just kind of gets added to the the garbage pile right the burning the burning garbage pile <laughs> that feels like the steel season is right now even as we were at the top of the AFC North going into the bye week no longer um the smoldering fitch box the smoldering fitch box are out indeed uh but it was tempered somewhat right by the signing of one Darius Rush from the Colts practice squad. Now, this was interesting. I didn't remember talking about this guy. I think you said this, Matt, right? I don't think we got to him in the cornerback. I'm not sure. Cause, yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite. Uh, I was 
traveling through the episode but couldn't uh, couldn't quite find him um obviously i think i was just gushing over cam smith too much to notice uh <laughs> to, to notice darish rush in, <laughs> in the tape but um yeah so he was he was a draft pick of the colts uh fifth round got cut by the colts um and then went on the chiefs practice squad and that's where we've we've picked him up from um but it's interesting to see obviously his measurables being 62198 when you've got JPJ who's 62194 and Trice who's 63206 so we're we've got a kind of type for these cornerbacks that we're looking at at the moment aren't we so um I thought that was quite interesting when we picked him up but um yeah so to see if he can uh, he can make an impact yeah different type it seems like they're zigging from what they've traditionally done yeah. changing they want those physical guys right yeah, you know guys, yeah. big wingspans guys with a little bit more physicality on the edge play play a little bit more press maybe Mm. Uh, I, I, this feels to me like filling in the, the the trice hole. Like they were expecting to have these two guys come up together, and obviously trice goes down in training camp, um, the most significant injury really in training camp, and and so Darius Rush comes over to the roster. But my question is, how does this guy end up on the practice squad in the first place? Um, he's a fifth round pick, not unheard of, of course. I mean, you know, we've put we cut third round picks in training camp, right? Well, what was Desmond King? Yeah, second rounder. When from though? A while ago, but his rookie season was his best season. He was a pro bowl. Mm. Wait a minute. Uh, Rush did have a pick six in the preseason I'm, as well, I'm, I believe. Sorry, I'm talking nonsense. Desmond King was a fifth round pick. Apologies. Ah, yeah, same round. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm just always wary of the fifth round pick that's get you know that gets cut in his rookie training camp. Um, mm. I, I did. I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't remember looking at Darius Rush. So I went over to NFL.com just to see what. Uh, Lance Zerline had said he'd had him as a third to fourth rounder. Um, Two-year starter at cornerback after moving from wide receiver in his redshirt freshman season. Good hands, maybe. (laughs) The the counter, JPJ. Um, Rush is big, long, and physical. He struggles to stay connected with roots from both press and off coverages, but could improve with more technique work. He'll never have short area foot quickness to mirror and match roots, but had impressive ball skills to disrupt the catch when he's in position. Um, 4.36, 40-yard dash. Impressive. So he's at least got straight line speed. Um, the physicality is, the, you know, the physical profile is there, right? We'll see if they can maybe mold something out. But I will say, this coaching staff not filling me with confidence right now in terms of developing talent. No, no. Um, and that brings me to uh, the third thing I wanted to talk about, which isn't <laughs> isn't so much a new, you know, a news story. It's just something like a kind of a a catch-all of just little things that happened this week that kind of formulate into one final point. So I've just called this the controversy over the bye week, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is just built. It's built. a whole section of various things. Right? It is. It is a whole section of various things. Have you got something big? I've got no. I've got something I can add to this. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Of malaise. Well. It just maybe this is a little bit social media cornery, but you know, I, I just kind of absorb these things over the course of a week. And uh, here's what I've written down: Dan Moore still working with the starters, coming back, uh, replacing Project Jones. Maybe shouldn't surprise everyone, but I think I saw a poll the other day that had been voted on by thousands of people um, from a prominent Steelers account. Can't remember who, and uh, maybe predictably, ninety-eight percent of people had voted they wanted. Uh, <laughs> They wanted Project Jones to start this oh. week, <laughs> so um, I think it's fair to say that the fan base, at least, is uh, is done with Dan Moore, at least as the starter right now. Uh, yeah, the fan base is always ahead of the Steelers. Of it? course, the Steelers are always like one year late behind making uh, any change. I, I think that is the the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's been, that's worked well in the past. It has, perhaps, yeah. 
Um, you, it doesn't it feel like you're starting to feel more and more this. Um, I don't know, like the, the the conservative nature of Steele's decision making versus the the modern fan just coming more and more into conflict every season. The drag factor. Like. Yeah, um, well, we've seen it with the change between Colbert and and Khan, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like the modernisation of the general manager is seen. We've seen them you know, I mean, we think it's got a, a massive injection of talent, but it's being it seems to be wasted by other areas of management. Yeah, um, that modernization needs to come in the coaching realm. It's, it seems. Hmm. Uh, JPJ back to the bench. Terrell Austin uh, still sort of touting the line that he's not ready to start. Um, okay, <laughs> it, it seems to me that he gives us our best option to win. I know some people are, you know, they don't want to manual Forbes in um, where he starts looking good in limited snaps and then uh, it starts to go downhill. But, yeah, that's what you, you you want to build a guy up, don't you? Not yeah, and I can understand that. Um, so, uh, you know, happy to give them the benefit of the doubt at the moment, but he really does need to start seeing more work than he's been getting, um, especially given our our issues at cornerback right now. Uh, there was a vote of confidence, uh, confidence given this week in, in Matt Canada, right? Uh, no mm. changes being made. Tomlin said they've done their due diligence when asked about changes to the offense. Again, it just feels like more, you know, busy talk, similar to the uh, the stuff the other week where he was talking about changes and then, you know, it turned out those changes just meant <laughs> nothing. Yeah, some ta- some practice squad and some tackling with pads on. Yeah, uh, so that's what that amounts to. That's the due diligence, I guess. Um, and then, of course, uh, I, I heard this week that uh, Mason Cole and Nadji were putting in extra work and have made their concerns to the coaching staff known about the run game. Uh, they are now implementing Nadji and Mason Cole's suggestions into the offense. I, Interesting. I, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I mean, good on those guys, I guess, but... Uh, is that not somewhat of a concerning scenario? It's an indictment on Pat Mayer, if that's... Yeah, <laughs> right. So, but we, is this the beginning? Is the cracks starting to form here? And this is, we're starting to see there's behind the scenes, maybe not all is well, and mm-hmm. there's some fingers being pointed towards maybe Pat Mayer. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. Rather than Matt Canada. When players are coming out, and, you know, we know that Nagy's the leader of this team, even if he's not a captain anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't know how he feels about that, but... He's very vocal, right? And you hear him doing the, the press rounds in the locker room, and, and and he's always got something to say for himself. And and when he, this is my worry when a team, you know, starts to perform this way, is that these guys get vocal, and 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 mm. th- this is, I mean, listen, he's he's doing this in a constructive way, right? He's 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 telling people that he's out there and he's trying to improve the team. So you're absolutely not trying to, you know, dog on him for that. But mm. it's just, yeah, you, know, you say it's just a concerning indictment on the coaching staff when the players are openly coming out and saying that that's what they're having to do and that the coaching staff is taking their opinions on board. I mean, and, and listen, all this is to say, my last point, and then I'll, I'll hand it over to what you were going to say, Gav. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, Kevin Dotson's the best guard in the league for the Rams. Cam Sutton is a complete shutdown corner that Lions fans can't believe they have. Akello Weatherspoon's having a career year in LA. Are the Steelers coaches just garbage? Discuss. <laughs> Well, consider that Kendrick Green was also doing pretty well before his injury in mm. in Houston as well. So, mm. yeah, it's not looking it's not looking great for our coaching staff for sure. Not not really a not really a shining example when you're seeing yeah these players that we felt were not giving it their all actually put them on a different team and here they are here they are balling out. So, well, the O line it's, it's worrying. The O line could be dis- explained by more scheme elements. And perhaps yeah. Dotson, you know, suited more. Or perhaps the Steelers should be running the scheme that the Rams are running. Well, that, that, that's um, it. Yeah, I, I just, sorry, that's, I just want to say, like, 
this maybe, if anything, should just teach us to be a little bit more cautious about, especially when it comes to linemen. Mm. Um, I think we can we can be a little bit uh, quick to judgment, right? When, and when really all it can take is a scheme change, and a guy can look completely different. Um, it, it feels like we're not empowering guys to see right now. I don't know. The Dotson one was weird because when he the first couple of seasons felt like he was going to be a nailed on starter, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it was a boom. Da- Daniels is in and he's getting benched and then he's off. So it, it, that did sort of uh, that did happen at the same time as Pat Meyer joined. He didn't, and I remember Kett saying that Kazora said that Dotson doesn't fit Pat Meyer's scheme, but mm. you can't just get rid of some assets because they don't fit a scheme which is going to, you know, potentially only one or two seasons long anyway. Seems a bit short-sighted yeah, to me. Yeah, it's the old adage, you know, do you do you build the scheme around your players or do you mm. acquire players to build your scheme? I just I just, uh, I just had a look up, because um, I was quite curious about this, because obviously, yeah, we've got Pat Meyer. I had a look at the Rams O-line coach. He's in his first season, Ryan Wendell, um, who was an assistant offensive line coach for the Bills for the last three seasons. But he's, he's only 37. And, you know... I, I know there's a, there's a lot of young coaches like this coming up uh, coming up in the league. You wonder if that does that factor in at all? This, the, I mean, you know, Pat Myers, fifty one. He's not, you know, he's not a mate. He's not a million years older, but he's still, you know, in that sort of old school breed of coaching, perhaps. So you wonder if this is just, yeah, another another example of a shift towards, uh, you know, a younger, more modern NFL, yeah, sh- shining through. Whereas we are maybe a little bit stuck in the mud in that sense. Yeah, well, it, it comes back to the cornerbacks as well. Like, yeah. Why continue to play Pat P outside? Why not do the things that we all talked about and they talked about in the summer, which seems like a more intelligent move because we can see his declining speed and agility. But yet they mm. still just rock him out there and, you know, Porter's relegated to a few snaps. Seems, I don't know, they need to take some chances to try and develop these the players they've got and give them the best opportunity. Not, That's the issue, isn't it? Not yeah. taking chances. Yeah, there's there's very little risk factor in this Steelers team, which is being inevitably, well, is um, somewhat detrimental to us. So, mm. I mean, it's not like we're the only ones saying it. Everyone's saying it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know if you saw the Ted Guyan tweet. I thought it was quite a good tweet. Scoring is in the NFL is down yeah. overall this year. Yeah. Here are some reasons. Defensive emphasis in the red zone. O-line depth. More slash better... Sim pressure packages around the league. Matt Canada. <laughs> superb. Absolutely superb shot. That's great. <laughs> it's great in a tragic, sad way. But yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what was it Mike sent this week? It was referencing when Tomlin said the due diligence line. Um, but he, <laughs> he just summed it up. He was like, uh, I know the Steelers haven't scored. Oh, what was it? I know the Steelers haven't gained 400 yards yeah. in, in like 40 games or something, but. Uh, Tomlin has said that they've done their due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> there's just no end in sight, is there? You know, I, it, it does feel like the the league has flipped, and it's been this kind of slow burn into a transition. You know, I think about the, you know, it really started with the with the retirement of Peyton Manning, I think, right, and then that era just starts to end, and your Brady's and your your Ben's and your Rivers retire, and and now it feels like we're really in the new age, right, and we're a few years deep into it, and Patrick mm. Holmes is the new Tom Brady, and. Uh, the, the, the 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 you know the whole plane of the league is different, and, and and we've seen teams just you know where they are now, and 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 where their natural places has changed. That the Patriots are now dogs' bodies of the NFL, right? And you know the Chiefs are the kings of the NFL, along with the Eagles and the Bills, and the, you know the, maybe the Bengals to some degree. But we'll see. 
And uh, what I don't want is for the Steelers to be lost in the sauce here um, in the long term. You know, we want a quick turnaround. We know it's a difficult conference and we have faith in Mike Tomlin, I think. But I I can't say that I any longer have a great deal of faith in in those actually developing the players underneath them. And Mike Tomlin's got to take some responsibility for that, I think, in building that coaching stuff. I mean, I still am going to give them time after the bye. I'm not, I'm not writing them off. Let's see. You know, sure. quite often they might come out of the bye with a, a new plan, a new, a renewed, and we just don't know what it is yet. So uh, let's, let's see where we yeah, are. I, I said it a few weeks ago. I think the most likely scenario is that we just miss out on the playoffs again, or make the playoffs. You know, somewhere in that realm, maybe the seventh seed or the sixth. You know, uh, and. It's you know a, a, just about a winning season again. You know I feel like that's probably the most likely outcome. We'll have ups, we'll have downs. The offense will be poor in general, uh, and we'll find ourselves in a very similar position as we were at the end of last season. Hmm. And it'll just kind of feel like a wasted year to me. So, well, let's see. Well, now DJ's back, hopefully as well. That that might open things up. Might yeah, I'm being, I'm being very negative again. Remember, I remember how the the season went last year and how. We went into the off season full of hope. We never know that that second half of the season is possible yeah, again. That is true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, fill me with hope again, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Please. make it exciting at least. Give us something to root for. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple of non. Oh, Gav, any uh, Steelers things? Uh, did you have something else you wanted? To no, say? no, that's it. Oh, okay, okay. I wanted to mention a couple of non Steelers things. Uh, number one, Roger Goodell received a new contract. Just wanted to mention that um, he'll be with us through March twenty twenty seven at least. Bravo. I don't, know, I don't know why I'm applauding that. But, Bravo, uh, Roger. <laughs> big, well, Roger. big Goodell fan, Mark. We get, we, get to, we get to boo him for another four years. Yay. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I think whoever you put in that position is probably going to be a little bit evil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, yeah. As the rooting you know, part of me goes, I, I don't know. He's, he's interesting enough. He, he entertains me. Uh, and then, uh, lastly, flag football to be in the 2028 LA Olympics. Mm. I just wanted to uh, let you know, any prospective um, BAFA employees know that uh, although I am officially retired, I am open to any phone calls uh, if needed. I am a registered coach and a previous player, so uh, please let me know. I'm sure I will be of some use to the team when it comes to 2027 in LA. Maybe you should uh, be using that coaching badge to actually be coaching. And then yeah, yeah. you might you move think? up the list of, mm. of potential coaches rather than where you are well, now. Well, I like to view myself a little bit as like, you know, Sean Payton type, right? You know, well, I was going to be flown in. Well, yeah, I was like in demand and then I've gone to the media instead because it just maybe offered me a little bit more <laughs> of what I was interested in. But that's only improved my demand. And, and what I've really done is used my platform in the media to enhance my own profile. Right. It's a two-way street, I see. <laughs> One feeding into the other. In all seriousness, when this came out about the, the flag football being in the LA Olympics, I did have that you know that very, very brief second thought where I thought, hmm, I, <laughs> I wonder if I had like uh, continued uh, playing flag football if uh, there was an, any outside shot that I could have just joined the Olympics. I'd say probably <laughs> not in 2028. Yeah. There's probably a lot of people thinking that yeah. as well. <laughs> if, you were, if you were like 23 in 2028, possibly. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You probably don't want a guy in his, uh, what will that be by then, <laughs> early 30s. Little, little quick quiz for you. Uh, what are the other four sports that are going to be in the uh, 2028 Olympics oh, that have been uh, added? I was going to start, yeah, I was going to burn you then. I was like, uh, <laughs> the 100 metres. Squash. <laughs> um, squash is one, yeah. Is oh, it? Finally, that's been well overdue. Was that not in before? No. Oh, wow. No, it's ridiculous. I do know that breakdancing is in the French one. Oh, is it? Yeah, which French, is, seems French bizarre, what? The French Olympics. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's not year. It's not going to be in the LA one. They've already cut it before 
the Olympics oh, that wow. appears in has happened. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so are, are the Americanized sports that, that I should? Be uh, the no, well, one's very British. In oh, fact, mm. polo, croquet. No, no, even more British than those. Cricket. Um, cricket. Cricket. Sh- yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I'm glad you stopped yeah. me. I was going to say <laughs> shouting racist remarks from your council estate bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cricket. Yeah, <laughs> that's not cricket. Um, no. Wow, cricket. That's interesting. <laughs> what format of cricket? I don't know. Um, I imagine be it's probably like T twenty. Yeah, yeah T twenty. I reckon. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, squash and cricket, and then yeah, two others. Kind of surprising that cricket hasn't been in before, isn't it? I mean, that is a legit sport. You know, there's no question about that. I don't know about these. I mean, flag flag football, cool. I get it, but I I, I don't think. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I think the Olympics should be the pinnacle of whatever sports are in it. So yeah, football, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think football should be in it. I don't think tennis should be in it. And cricket is falls under that. I don't think golf should be in it. And I think cricket probably falls under I, that. I, 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 I don't mind them making like glancing appearances. You know, I, I, I kind of like this idea that the, the country that hosts it gets like a few freebies. Hmm. You know, where they can dump in a, a sport that they enjoy or as a, a national yeah, pastime. That, that's interesting. But I hear you. I, I think it should be. I mean, what is the, you know, are the US going to roll out like all the best NFL players to play flag football? They should. That'd be fun. Well, they're, they're apparently allowed to. Oh, really? That's, that's been, a, yeah, that's been uh, said today. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. NFL players will be eligible to, to play, which is just insane, in my opinion. Wow. <laughs> well, Let's not get into that because you did suggest that we do that as an off-season uh, episode, right? Where oh, yeah. we we draft yeah. teams for the Olympics. I think that'd be quite fun. Uh, <laughs> um, the other two, by the way, were um, softball. Softball, softball yeah, I should have guessed that. Really. Um, which apparently returning. Apparently, that has been in the Olympics before. Will, will the McNess um, ladies softball team be involved? Do we know? Do you think it's will go up? Mike on okay, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to be in touch with the school and see what I can do there. Good Lord, that's the weirdest thing you've ever said. Um, <laughs> lacrosse La is the last one, yes, and I'm actually very excited about that because, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been watching some, oh, some lacrosse, um, yeah, Premier League lacrosse, which is uh, really, really interesting to watch. Wow. So, um, yeah, it'll be kind of the sixes versions of, of lacrosse, which is uh, really kind of fast, fast paced and pretty fun to watch. So, I struggle to watch a sport, although I could be wrong about this, maybe I'd enjoy lacrosse, I never really watched it, where I feel like I can't see the ball, like, isn't the ball being carried in a little net? It's it's tough, yeah, but um, there's a yeah there's a physicality element to it that's sure. really uh, really exciting as well. So um, yeah, it's it's a bit like uh, ice hockey in that respect, in that it's it's quite difficult sometimes to see what's going on. But um, yeah, it's it's still quite exciting to watch. I, I kind of wish I'd played lacrosse. I feel like I would have quite enjoyed. it. I always enjoyed the ones where it wasn't so much about like a form tackle situation because I'm no good at form, right? Obviously, but I do like just throwing my body around and slamming into things. So I feel like I. <laughs> I would have quite enjoyed. I thought you're not supposed to do that in flag football. No, I'm on about lacrosse. Oh, okay, fine. And so, like, I feel like because it always like whenever I see like lacrosse represented in like a TV show or something, it's not like they're tackling each other; they're just like doing really aggressive shoulder badges and like slamming into each other. I feel like that's like I feel like I've got experience in that. That's just a mosh pit, but in a sports setting, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. I played lacrosse once, uh, got hit by the stick, never again. (laughs) Who do you want as your edge rusher on a flag football team? Do you want TJ Watt or do you want Miles Garrett? Well, now, hang on, because the rules of flag football, you have to wait five seconds before you're allowed to blitz the quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. it's not necessarily about the get-off so much as this, probably Mika Parsons. So does it nullify It nullifies it, everything that Miles Garrett does? Yeah, it nullifies that technique because there's no 
what he does isn't relevant, really. So, TJ, what would be a better flag football player than Miles Garrett? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's ask PFF. Well, you know what they'd say. But... Speaking of PFF, <laughs> welcome to my game. I don't have a game show music, but um, if I did, I'd press it. <laughs> welcome to a game I like to call the bi-week PFF game. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Um, so, you know that I like to bring this up every week, more for my own, I don't know, it's like kind of um, Misery Loves Company, right, with the PFF? Those grains mean nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Rich. Um, but I wanted to do a little bye week edition because, um, and shout out to Steelers Depot who put this out every week because I, I do like to uh, to go and grab this graph because I do find it fun. And they did it um, for the bye week uh, with every player, uh, all the snaps included, all the PFF grades uh, put into an average cumulative grade uh, in a full chart that shows me every single player who's played a snap on offense or defense. So this is super fun. So what I want you guys to do now, I don't know. It's up to you if you want to do this as a team or if you would like to compete. I'm totally fine with this. It can be a co-op game or it can be a, a competitive game. I know what Gavel choose. Um, already thinking it. But I, I would like you to give me the top five players on both offense and defense. Uh, in cumulative PFF grade this season, regardless of snap count. So they could have played one snap or they could have played hundreds. Completely irrelevant. I just want uh, one of the top five names. That's part of the fun. Um, I can give you the snap counts if you think that would be uh, helpful or if you would rather not have them, if you think that would be more fun. Let's start with that and then okay. we can appeal for them if we need them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to start on offense first and then, then yeah. do defense? Okay. And then Mark, I t- Mark and then- can go first. And then we'll do we'll do, for fun <laughs> just for fun we'll do, we'll do the bottom three after but yeah top oh. five so this, this is cumulative across the season cumulative so far. across the season regardless of how many snaps they've played so it could be guys that have played few could be guys that have played many oh my god right okay um, get your thinking so caps on I'm going to start with let's let's go with Christian McCaffrey let's see if he's up there sorry this is for the Steelers. Oh, Steelers, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you made it across the NFL. I do apologize. God, I wish he was on the Steelers. Anyway. Uh, yeah, across right, the so NFL, we... that would have been a real tough ask. <laughs> so, uh, are we doing, off... yeah, are we just doing go... offense? Yeah, right? just offense. Do you want to go back and forth? And I'll give you a, I'll give yeah. you a, a point if you get yeah. one right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah okay. Okay, let's... Uh, right, so who's been doing well on offense? Oh, God, nobody. Um, let's uh, let's start out with George Pickens. I wish I had a ding or a cross. So what I'm going to do it. What can be my ding? Uh, okay, this is my ding. Ah! Ah! Oh, what is that? No, you can't have a raven. Just, just say ding, and I'll do the ding. Fine, ding. <laughs> Thank you. Just trying to squeeze the raven in wherever I can. No, no more ravens. <laughs> um, okay, well, done. so yeah, he's first um, with an offensive grade of seventy-three point five on two hundred seventy-three offensive snaps. Congratulations. Okay, I'm going to take Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Uh-uh. Close. He is seventh with a sixty-one point three overall grade and one hundred and thirty-seven snaps. Mark that to you, Matt. Um, well, if it's regardless of snaps, let's let's try Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones comes in at fourth. Ding. Hey. With sixty-six point five on one hundred and twenty-one offensive snaps. I'll try Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward. Uh-uh. Eighth with 61.1 on 92 snaps. You're like on the periphery, Gav. You're getting all the guys just outside just the top Just outside five. the bubble. Uh, oh, who else has been 
semi all right. Um, I've been keeping one up my sleeve, and if that's the one in the top five, I'll be annoyed. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a risky Suamalo. Isaac Suamalo, ding. Three in wow. a row. He's fifth. Wow. 63.8 uh, PFF grade on 304 snaps, but 63.8 being the fifth best player. Notable. I thought no, it was, yeah, good. I thought it was risky because he didn't start the greatest. So, yeah, no. Hmm. He's snuck in there. So, just to clear it up, you've now got the first place, the fourth place, and the fifth place, uh, Mac. Okay, back to you. Perfect. Hmm. Tricky. So, I was going to say Rodney Williams as a, as a tricky one because. He's hardly had any snaps, but what he has done has been good. But that's all special teams, isn't it? So that doesn't count. Or does it include special teams? It doesn't include special teams, but it would include regardless of how many offensive snaps they've had. Yeah, so let's go with Rodney Williams. Uh, mm. Rodney Williams is joint 10th uh, with a 60 PFF grade on four snaps. Yeah, I like you thinking, though. That was it. He's only uh, yeah limited number of snaps, done good things with him. Let's, let's go Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin, uh-uh. uh, ninth with a sixty point seven overall grade on two hundred and eleven snaps. Hmm. You want you want any clues yet? Have we got back? Did you go first, Gav? I went first. Yeah, we're back. Do, do you want snap counts yet? Oh, I thought I went first. Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> trying to yeah, just sneak in a little. Trying to sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. None, none of them have been any good. So I don't know. Who, <laughs> I mean, Muth, but he's did he have? He didn't even have that good a start, did he? But let's. I'll just go Muth because no one else deserves my. Pat Fryer, Muth. Nope. Nineteenth. Nineteenth yeah. with a fifty-four grade, one hundred and fifty-two snaps. All right. Oh, God. Do we want snap counts yet? Yeah. I think this will uh, help you. I was going to say, I had one more. All right, okay. Yeah, one more round. I'll give it uh, James Daniels. Nope. No. James Daniels is evading me on this list. He's 16th oh, dear. with a 55.9. Crime, oh. 179 snaps. Yeah. All right, Gaff, one more before I give you the, uh, the mm. offensive snap. Hmm. Tricky. The tension. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cavs like breaking his brain. He's like, who else even plays on this offense? <laughs> Barely any of them do. That isn't called Mason Cole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but the, guys, the guys I can think of haven't done anything good. But remember, we are talking about PFF. Mm, true. Yeah. Um, that's the fun of this game. <laughs> Somehow, Miles Garrett is in this. <laughs> He's top of the list. Yeah, I mean, it can't be Najee, can't be Darnell Washington. So, I don't, I don't know who's left that's come in. It must be there's no one that's any good. Who can be second and third? <laughs> no one's having a good season here. Uh, it's not Gunner. I mean, Alan Robinson's the only guy I can. Think of, but why would he be two or three on the list? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is a bad offense. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be Chucks. It can't be Dan Moore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're definitely not thinking about this in the right way. Uh, who's had a good, a good, few, like minimal snaps? 
who's been bang average, but don't have <laughs> enough. Who's been better than most? Like what? Spencer Anderson came in and had one's good snap. Herbig, no. Broderick. I said Broderick. I think. Yeah, no, I said Broderick, Broderick yeah. Did you say that already? Yeah. Yeah. Broderick yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm lost, man. I'll, I'll guess uh, Dylan, Dylan Cook. <laughs> no, he's not. He's gone Spencer, Spencer Anderson on one snap is joint 10th with a 60 BFF grade. So I, I like where your head's at. All right, listen, the, the offensive snaps as we go back to Mac. Uh, the second place player has 27. The third place player has five. <laughs> Jesus. Right, okay. Um, this is why I went Rodney Williams. I can't believe he's not there. Yeah. Oh, God. It's not like Miles Boykin, is it? Miles Boykin, nope. No. He is 18th. God, we're going to guess the whole list by the time we get to these names. Mm. <laughs> Five snaps. I think you're going to kick, kick yourself with these. Yeah. I think your mind is a little bit locked into guys that should only play five snaps. Oh. Oh, is oh that uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, ding, ding, ding. Uh, he is second place with 27 snaps, 71.4 PFF gray before he went down injured. All right, one guy left. We were all very positive on him. Five snaps, only played. Um, Who's only played five snaps and we were very positive about? Oh, I've not been positive about anybody. Um, <laughs> That's because he only played five snaps. <laughs> God, he only played five snaps. Who else has been injured? Oh god, I can't even think. Um, I don't remember I don't him playing it. five snaps, but is it? Um, what can I guess or no? No, it's Mark. Oh, I have it. Well, I haven't. Never mind. But I'm going to struggle. Mark can pass if um, you want. But uh, oh, I do god. acknowledge we are running out of names. <laughs> yeah, you just said something, Mark, which made me think it must be this guy. Uh, yeah, no, I'll pass. Go for it, Gav. Is it Anthony McFarlane? It is Anthony McFarlane. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. All right. Gav salvages the round with Just a couple of because he's coming off injury as well, but I don't, I don't actually remember him playing any snaps. So he played five snaps, yeah, 66.8 overall grade. So he's third. So it's George Pickens, DJ, Anthony McFarlane, Broderick Jones, and then uh, Siamalu, Harris, Warren, Haywood, Austin. Uh, five uh, five playoff, play, play action handoffs that he, he faked well. <laughs> Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick always shows up on this list. Does does he like line up for kneel downs or something? He's always listed as a running back and has always played like a few snaps on offense, but I never know what's. Oh, right, yeah, must be, must be. Yeah, must have done those three terrible victory formations. And he, he's got a he's got a flat sixty rating, so it makes me feel like yeah, he can't do anything right or yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's like move turning up on those defensive ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, before we get to the defense, though, very quickly, um, the so mm. Darnell Washington's twenty second. Gav, you mentioned him. He's got uh, forty six point three and one hundred fifty snaps. There's three players below him. Mason Cole. No, he's one spot above him at twenty first. <sighs> but Jeez. the play, but the reason I say there's three below him, they are all sub thirty ratings. Oh Jesus. Gunner? Uh, any option? Yeah, I won't make it. I won't, I won't list it out, but shout some names out to me. Yeah, Gunner uh, is one of them, 28.1. He's last with five snaps. Uh, feels like more. Uh, can you think of a guy who's ever played? Like, he's played the same amount of snaps as Andy McFarland, and in those snaps, has almost <laughs> lost us three games. Wow. <laughs> what a terrible five snaps. That, that rating oh, should be a zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gav? I'll say Boykin because he had a couple of drops, didn't he? Which uh, against him. Boykin was his 18th. Uh, 55 PFF grade. Oh, one is a full-time um, starter, one is a backup. 
Um, Nate, Nate Herbig? Nope. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky yet 24th, second to last with 10 snaps. Oh, God, I forgot. I forgot 29.2 yeah. rating. And then the guy who's played the, the bulk of snaps, who's lowest? Chucks? No. Dan Moore. Dan Moore. Dan Moore. 29.3 overall PFF grade on 187 snaps. Gross. But it's all right. He's our starting left tackle, you know, so, yeah. (laughs) Not going to be any changes there. Yeah. (laughs) Woo! Disaster. Go down. Um, It's a good job that PFF grades don't mean anything, so I assume Rich loves Dan Moore's season. (laughs) (laughs) He's the biggest backer of Dan Moore, is is Rich. (laughs) Big Dan Moore fan. I'm Mason Cole. I hear he's got a jersey now. Um, oh, no. <laughs> is that what we do? If Mason Cole somehow is still on this team, if when we get out to a game in the US, do we bring Rich like an honorary Mason Cole jersey? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, okay, defense. Let's run through this. Top five names. Gav, you can go first this time. Okay. Um, no. These are more impressive grades, by the way. <laughs> right, TJ Watt, I'd say. TJ Watt, ding, ding, ding. 91.6 PFF grade <gasps> on 299 snaps. Damn, that's what I was going to go for. Um, uh, Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, number two, 88.1 PFF grade on 293 snaps. God, they are carrying this team. (laughs) Amen. I'll say Cam Haywood. Cam Haywood. Who I cannot... Oh, because of the amount of snaps he's played. Only played 14 snaps before he got injured. Oh, Cam. Only 56.9 PFF grade in those 14 snaps, sadly. 18th. Yeah, he was part of an ugly game. That's this is your chance to your chance to run away with it here, Matt. All right, okay. Uh, oh, 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 it's not Keanu Benton, is it? <laughs> oh. I am, of course, talking oh. about Mr. Keanu Benton. Oh, no. <laughs> Sneaky. Oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the trumpets the trumpets have gone crazy um, coming in sneaking in at 5th Keanu Benton hey. 78.3 PFF grade 140 wow. snaps yes my boy Ooh, what about uh, Joey Porter Joey Porter ding 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 3rd oh. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to these trumpets <laughs> Yeah, but you do that on purpose. I can't even tell. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Okay. I thought he's... Yeah, wow. Right, our rookies are turning up as our best players. That's great news, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is, but my God. Did oh, <laughs> <laughs> you carry on? <laughs> okay, so you've got four of them in, in quick succession there with only one wrong answer. Well done. I think... Ooh. So hang on. Bear with me. So... Uh, you were on 4-3 there, then you both got one. So it's currently 5-4, with one name left to get. It's Mark's turn. Ugh. I'm going to give oh. you no clues yet. Okay, so we've had TJ, we've had Alex Heisman, we've had JPJ, and we've had Keanu. Um, I don't think it would be him. That's the obvious answer. Who else is... Uh... Hmm. I'm going to... Oh, this is a risky one. I'm going to go Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, 10th. Oh, 3.8, 204 snaps. Oh, we'll, do, we'll do one more without me giving you any clues, and then I'll... Uh... I'll go with your boy, Alandon Roberts. Alandon Roberts coming in at 7th with a 70.4, very respectable grade on 144 snaps. 
Matt, last one without a clue. Last one without a clue. Sorry, I just saw some concerning news, but I'll tell you in oh, a sec. Oh, suspense. Yeah. Um, let's go for. Oh, let's just go for the obvious one. Is it Minka? <laughs> Minka is 11th of the 62.8. Great on 327 snaps, the most snaps of anyone on this defense. No, I tell Light, second most. Nope, third most. <laughs> As I continue to read down the list. Uh, Gav, easy mm. clue. Four snaps on defense. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. For the fourth place player. Uh, Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson, Gav ties oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need a tiebreaker. Don't I? Who has got the lowest overall grade on this defense? Um, oh, who goes first? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gav, you just went to go on, Mark. I'll let you go. Uh, lowest on this uh, defense, uh, uh, Levi Wallace. For the win. Oh, third lowest, 23rd, ah. 49.3 on 349 snaps. Gav. Uh, your boy, Isaiah Loudermilk. Isaiah Loudermilk, 25th out of 25, oh. last. <laughs> With a 38.6 PFF grade on 80 snaps, Gav wins it. What a comeback. Yes. Damn. And uh, what oh, we have to record this now for the uh, records, weights, and measures on the new website, which we've. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, shall we? Shall we save an announcement until we're ready? Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do with that? <laughs> um, I have been out of it this week, so apologies. I haven't been responding to you very well, but I will do. Uh, okay. Well done. Well done, Gav. Thanks. Good win. You earned the title of Mister PFF this week. So PFF Quiz 2023 winner Champion. Gavin. Gavin Marshall. Yeah. Right, well, um, Maybe we can do this every week. <laughs> The, just uh, to let you know that um, the the first place PFF defensive player TJ Watt did not practice today because of what the team said is a heel injury. Stop no. it! So there's your there's Stop your breaking it. news out of it. Oh mm. no, that sounds a little bit concerning, doesn't it? What the team said is a heel injury. That's yeah, I don't like that. Mm. I do not like that. In a what? game where he could possibly eat and put up historic numbers. Yeah. It's Nick Herbig season. <laughs> I hope so. I don't man. Yeah. This sucks because he really is putting up record-breaking numbers right now. And uh, Moof was limited today as well. It's the other okay. news, but yeah. Oh no. I was yeah. I was going to say we were looking pretty healthy going into this game, but that's uh, that's that's upsetting. That's upsetting to say the least. All right, Mark. Did you want to run through a little Red Star update in the bye week? Uh, yeah, I can do that now if you if you'd like. Um, so I've got I've got the full list here, I believe. Um, I don't, Gav, just uh, let me know if you uh, have anything different on these. Basically, just, I just, just thought from, I'd go just from last year. Oh, just, sorry, from, this year, this year, from this year. Yeah, just yeah. just wanted to have a quick little update is to see with we're a third of the way through the season. Let's just see how our various red stars and sleepers are getting on, um, and see if we can kind of come to some sort of. Uh, kind of decision as to who we think's doing best so far out, out of the groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, just it's just going to be a very quick run. Through. I am, of so, course, um, talking about Mr. Keanu Benton. <laughs> I, I, I will be, yes. Don't worry, uh, pass me. I will be. Um, so let's just quickly go through. So the quarterbacks, um, I mean, the red stars that we've got across here, I mean, there were two Anthony Richardsons, um, Dave and Cy, 
went for Anthony Richardson. Yes. Um, shame about his season. Um, I'm taking that now already right over. Now. Well, it's, I it mean, shows, out, it, out of them. Hmm. it shows what he's showed is that he can do the things that we wanted him to be able to do, but he also can't stay on the field. Yeah, it has been a rough start. I, I'm, I'm kind of willing to give the benefit of the doubt on the stay on the field thing because it wasn't a thing in college and he's just had a head injury and then a rotator cuff thing. I, I don't know. Are these just random injuries? I get the concern with him, you know, running around a lot. I feel like that'll be taught out. Not he was diving, already, he was already starting to get better at that uh, mm. towards the end. Um, yeah. I'm confident that he'll he'll come back and look pretty good next year if he does indeed. Oh yeah, here. I think he will. He'll look, he'll look he'll look lively, but it's just yeah whether he's uh he's going to have a shortened career. Well, I had the uh, cop out option of Bryce Young, uh, which, according to you guys, um, but I mean he hasn't Ooh. exactly looked. Yeah, What's going on with Bryce? Young? Yeah, this is a good chance to talk about some of these rookies. Actually, what what, what is happening with with Bryce Young right now? Is that purely just drafting a, a really talented guy to a, just a, a, a dog shit organization? I, I'll be interested to see what happens now. The play calling is out of Frank Reich's hands. Um, mm. Now that that's all changed, let's see if because he's showing flashes. Like he's showing flashes of why he was picked number one, but it is it's just a terrible O line to stand behind and just yeah, not a very well. He was drafted thing. as a playmaker, and he's not. Those playmaking skills don't seem to be mm. there. But, I mean, surely it's too early to write him off as a bus, right? I mean, it could next year come oh, yeah, yeah. Be, be fine, but it's it's been a rough start. Whereas CJ yeah. Stroud's looked a hell of a lot better. I mean, I was out on Bryce Young. I will say that. I've got it here. Everyone yeah. else was in. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, did we? I don't think we determined if Ketz had a red star in the end, in, in, or did we? I can't remember. We had a no. bit of an argument about that. Yeah. Oh, he wanted Stetson Bennett as his red star, wasn't it? I think so. Like that. What's going on with Stetson Bennett, by the way? Didn't he just disappear off the face of the earth? Uh, I mean, Stafford's turned up, hasn't he? So. Yeah, but like, didn't didn't really he get put on? A, he got put on a list, right? He got put on like a not play it, like, oh, not, like a non injury. Oh yeah, like at the start before the season even started, I think like there was this weird thing where Sean McVay wouldn't say why, but he got put on like a non. Huh. Playing list? Oh. I can't remember. Oh, it's, not, it's not like an injury one. It's yeah. like a personal reason one, but no one knows what it is. Yeah. Right. Oh, I knew I knew that about Matt Corral, but I mean, if that's the case with Stetson Bennett as well, I mean, Ketz's Ketz's boys are <laughs> a bit worrying to say, yeah, to say the point. least. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say out of the uh, oh, uh, Gav's red star as well, Jaron Hall. Has he even had a? No. Sn- I don't think he's, he's the backup in no. Minnesota, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if his cousin goes the ways he is, yeah, mm. might see. I think I may have got my red star and sleeper backwards because Hayner seems to be ahead of Hall in the sort of process. But I, I did like both those two guys. Big upside. Yeah, I will say my sleeper, Aiden O'Connell, may very well be slated to start again. This oh, I, week. Can't, I can't wait Hopefully. for that game. O'Connell versus uh, who is it? Bajent. Bajent, yeah. So my two boys, I love both of them coming out of this. So I'm really excited if that's going to be the case. Those footballs better be real greased up because those two have got like Nathan Peterman levels of fumbles in them. I can't oh, yeah. wait for this. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they, maybe they both have a uptick. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a quick quarterback. Right? I mean, um, Dave Sleeper, Malik Cunningham um, in that weird Patriots team. Still nothing about. Um, he might be starting for the Patriots in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my God. Uh, running backs, um, there's a lot of Zach Charbonnet love. Um, he seems to be... He, is he featuring it? I've, got, I've not really kept up with the Seahawks. He's, he's played a little season. bit, but it's the Kenny Walker show over there. Yeah, but, you know, one, one injury to yeah. Walker. And, and Char- Charbonnet's looked good in limited snaps. I think, you know, he's just one of those guys that uh, is just not getting the opportunity. That's that's all it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Me and Rich had uh, Bijan, which, you know, again, was the obvious choice. But, I mean, he's looked pretty good so far for the Falcons. Um, I thought yeah, you were a Tajay nothing. Spears guy, Matt. I, that was my sleeper. Ah, um, with, okay. Along with you, yeah, yeah. so well, yeah, yeah I, I think we've uh, we've chosen quite well on those sli- on that sleeper. Matt, great to watch Tajay live uh, mm. last week. Yeah, that, that was really so uh, well. that bit that play he where does, he, yeah. he goes into the, the the crowd and then came out the other side. It's that that yeah. announcing call, and he does come out. You know that one. He came yeah, out of nowhere. Superb. Amazing play. Uh, yeah, very excited with him. Um, your boy Roshan Sai is uh, is getting some looking. He's um, in concussion. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol at the moment, but he seems to be, uh, yeah, having a having a very good time at the Bears. Listen, he's carving out that role that I thought he would. He's going to be a little, a little bit of a slow burn here. People aren't going to acknowledge it because he's on the Bears, but hear me now, believe me later. Ten years from now, we'll go, man, Russian Johnson was sneaky better than Bijan, right? Well, I'll tell you who would agree with you is Ketz because Ketz went out on Bijan. Yeah, that's a bit much. I, and I, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit. Bijan does look a little bit generational when he's got the ball in his hands. But <laughs> Roshan is a dog, man. That that first game when he when he ran like six tackles, like six tackles over, like oh my gosh, he's wow. This is interesting. This is why the outs ins throw some interesting things up. And I know you're going to say you don't understand what it is. And yeah. <laughs> Devon A Chain, Simon out, Dave out, Ketz out, Rich out, Gav in. Oh, here we go. Gavin oh. is in. Listen, this is just my fear of little fast running backs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He's injured and on IR after two games. <laughs> Which is weird that Ketz then uh, sleep at Deuce Vaughan after yeah. uh, being out on HM. But uh, yeah. Um, how's Dwayne McBride doing at the Vikings, by the way, Gavin? He's on the practice squad, so not doing much. Oh, I think yeah. Lack of pass catching skills and pass blocking has hurt him. So he might be, he yeah. might be one for next year. And um, Rich's sleeper was uh, Israel Abanakanda, who went on. Uh, is, is, he was injured in the preseason, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in, on hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looked good, though. He looked good at the start of the. Yeah. In hard knocks as well and in the preseason. Speaking of guys on IR, if we go to the wide receivers, a lot of us said our sleeper is Parker Washington, who is currently on IR. Um, mm. But he was starting to get in that Jags side before, before that. So He was the punt returner, yeah. right, for that game? Uh, yeah, London, and then he got injured. Uh, not to steal your thunder, but what was everyone thinking with these wide receivers? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people! I mean, me and me and you, I think did all right. <laughs> Zay Flowers. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, yeah, we've nailed it, Matt. Yeah. I'm not talking about me and you, Matt. Come on, we, I know. Listen, when I'm talking about criticizing the group, we're not talking about me and you, Matt. Right? We, we, <laughs> we, have, we have the third eye. But I like Zay Flowers. I was very close to Red Star and Zay Flowers as well. As I said, the, the second coming of AB. I still say that. Listen, but then I also like Kayshawn Boot and Josh Downs and Rishi Rice and Parker Washington and Njigba and my Red Star, Quentin Johnson, who I still think has potential. Nothing's changed. It's <clears throat> a bit of a weird organisation um, at the moment. All Quentin Johnson needed was uh, one of those uh, guys that he's basically the same player as to get injured. Uh, and Mike Williams was quickly injured and he's still done nothing. Yeah, he'll come. He'll come good. Trust me. He is. He is going to take over. He's just more of a developmental type. He needs to. What was the guy called that the uh, the Vikings drafted? Mike, Mike Williams. Uh, Jordan oh, Addison. No, the terrible one. Not this year. The one that they drafted a few years oh. ago. Uh, who's Rager. bounced around like every? Jalen Rager. No, before that. Oh man. Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell. That's who Quinton Johnson is. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> He's more of a receiver. He's more of a receiver. 
You could go back as far as uh, Travis Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that a good situation. that's a good a good shout, yeah. Who I also really liked in the in the draft. So I would be this would be making the same mistake twice. You're just searching for that Megatron replacement game. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I like my little uh, ladies. <laughs> tight ends. But you didn't uh, like Josh Downs. Oh, yeah. I did like Josh Downs. You're out on him. Says that, that, listen, I, I, remember, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I remember you being yeah, very, very down on him actually. Yeah, I think oh, you were quite negative was? on him. Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? It was the body language, you didn't like it. Mm. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you were a vibe. It was check. a vibe check yeah. failure for me. Mm. Yeah, not good. Not good vibe check for Josh Downs. Um, tight ends. Yeah, Darnell Washington was kind of a three three people's red star. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've had a good look at Darnell so far. Um, I, I would like to make the point of the tight ends. I made this last week. By the end of it, let's be honest, Sam Laporta would have been my red star. Just point out. Just saying. Yeah, but he he was Dave's sleeper. Oh, you know so... what, Dave? For, for for picking out that early, credit goes to Dave. Yeah, yeah that was early. Yeah, interesting that his sleeper went thirty fourth in the draft and his red star went ninety third. <laughs> this is the thing, right? This is exactly what I'm talking about. The tight ends, we always do it so early and we totally out of the loop with it. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I had a good game last week. I reckon he's going to kick on now. Yeah, you and Mike had him yeah. as the red star. Yeah, that was. Um, he seems to be kicking I was, on. I, I was beginning to worry about him, but that is a good sign. I was the lone Dalton Kincaid uh, red starer on this. Um, yeah, I remember being very close to doing that, but he's been a little bit less involved than I thought he would be. The Bills have got a tendency to do this. They did it with James Cook last year, where they just kind of yeah. don't get these guys that you think are just going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe the Bills have got this guy. And it just but they are running a lot of 12. Yeah, him, him and Knox seem to be on the field quite yeah. a lot together. So yeah. Maybe we underrated uh, Knox as well. I guess they like him a little bit more than we, we thought. I don't so. think this Bills offense is looking too great this season, though. Like, yeah. They look pretty bad against the Giants. So, hmm. yeah. Um, not there's not yeah. For Tucker Craft or Luke Shoemaker or Luke Musgrave. Craft was a shame, right? Because he got buried behind Musgrave. I mean, that was yeah. a weird pick. Kind of like um, the the uh, Isaiah Likely and what was the, the Ketsis hmm. boy last year in Baltimore? Charlie Kola. Charlie Kola, yeah. yeah. He got lost and I feel like Tucker Craft is going to end up in that mould as well. Hmm. Did Shoemaker get injured? Or am I making that? I no, he got remember. touchdown last week, I think. Oh, did he? Oh, blimey. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe Jake Ferguson did. I can't remember. Um, I haven't seen much out of Davis Allen, minor Mike's sleeper just yet. But, I truly um, don't remember who that is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you looked at him at the, at the time. Okay, uh, sure. I've got your sleeper as Shoemaker. Is that wrong? What mine? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, mine was Davis oh, Allen. Yeah. My sheet here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ketz was uh, Shoemaker. Yeah, that was his sleeper. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, tackles. Uh, yeah, Dave had Broderick Jones, so obviously we've seen a little bit. of a little bit of him so far. Um, Mike and Ketz both had Darnell Wright, who seems to have started quite well at Chicago, for for it being Chicago. Um, Gav, Dewan Jones, I think, is quite a shout. Why didn't why why he went so late, I will never understand. His tape was great. No. It's mad. Um, I had Paris Johnson, who I haven't really heard much about from the Cardinals, but maybe that's a good thing. I'm not sure. Um and then, yeah, I mean, these I don't really know what's going on with any of these sleepers, really. Any sort of word on Jalen Duncan at the time? He's had a couple of, couple, of, couple of plays, I think. He's shown up. Yeah. yeah. Jordan McFadden, I think, has yeah, had, a, had a couple. I, I, I couldn't, I genuinely couldn't even remember Mike Sleeper, as in Richards. Couldn't even remember him talking about it. Right. <laughs> wasn't, he, uh, wasn't he UNC? I think he was North Carolina. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Went to the Cowboys. Hmm. Um. Interior, um, Gav, who did you choose as your red star in the end? Because I've got you down as having two. Yeah, you had <laughs> no, Voorhees no, I did. I and had... Malk. Yeah, Voorhees as guard and Malk as centre. 
That's what I did. Ah, uh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I wanted to mention this. This is again going to be me like um, <laughs> going against the sheet of, of evidence. But I, even though it does say that my red star was Andrew Voorhees, he obviously had the major injury. And I do feel like it was Steve Avila by the end of this process. But mm. just for an hour there. I was very high on Steve Avila. I had Voorhees as well as a red star. That was a shame what happened yeah. to him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't be wrong. I love Voorhees, but the injury was just so devastating. So. But I had uh, Jarrett Patterson as my sleeper, who's now. Um, oh, me too. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, who's? Yeah, I think he's now starting center by uh, by proxy in Houston. Um, so yeah, he's he's done all right for himself. He's Mike had Osiris Torrance, mm. um, who seems to yeah seems to have got into that Bills team. Um, any word on Emil Ekior? I don't think sorry? he made the team. Is he is he on the practice squad somewhere? I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest. No, yeah. I thought you'd do something. Shame. Yeah. Um, D-tackle. So, yeah. I mean, Gavin Starr, you both had Siaki Ika. Is, is he starting to get into that Browns? Let's take a look. Tea, I, think. I haven't yeah, heard a great to... deal about Siaki Ika since... Uh... No, because I know he didn't play against us, I don't think. Or he didn't play the week before, I can't remember. No, no stats. But, um, yeah, blimey. Um, yeah, nothing. Kalaja Kansi's been injured, I believe. Uh, well, he got yeah, the so Bucks. Yeah, yeah, he went to the Bucks. He's been practicing. Um, I saw a video of his uh, of his big buttocks on my timeline the other day. So he must be oh, he must be somewhere okay. running around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess uh, by default then uh, Keanu Benton's probably the best shout. Shout out the round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, didn't Conde Col- Colburn just get? Cut by somebody. Pretty sure he did. Uh, probably, yeah. He went to the Chiefs, um, so yeah, he might have got pick, cut there. I don't think Zach Pickens has done anything for the Bears so far, so that's kind of a not not great uh, choice there. Jason Lawan um, was a UDFA. Your sleeper, Gav. Yeah, done nothing yeah, so far. <laughs> no, Kobe Turner. Oh, Kobe Turner's uh, doing some bits though. Yeah, he's uh, sorry, good. your sleeper. Yeah, a bit worried about him coming up in uh, coming up this week for the Rams. Um, Edge, Lucas Van Ness. Mm. He's flash, but hasn't played many snaps, which I think it was probably to be yeah. expected in his first year. So I'm holding out on this one. I think he's he's looked powerful and good when I've seen him. So sorry, his little sack that you got looked nice. I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm still riding the Van Ness train. I, okay. I think there's an R that needed to be dropped in there for his little sack, but well, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing his little sack. <laughs> okay, please cut that. <laughs> Some people have played arse trumpet, so to speak. <laughs> uh, Derek Hall at the Seahawks. Mm, started well. Um, in, injured, yeah. Though. Oh, is he? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> a lot of injuries across here. Uh, I, I will say I'm a bit worried about my sleeper in this one as well. Byron Young um, had a big week for the Rams against the Cardinals this past week. Um, was yeah, kind of up for rookie of the week. Um, for, he, he yeah, for the week pressure grade top five of rookies across league wide, something or other. Some stat, yeah, yeah. he could win. <laughs> so yeah, he's look, he's looking good. Um, who's this? Who's this guy that size got here? Nick Herbig. Um, Herberg. Not sure, not sure Herberg. we've heard too much about it. No, no, Herberg. Ready in play? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. the halcyon days of the preseason when Herberg happened. Remember how, how we felt then. <laughs> How positive yeah. we were. Herberg. Hey, I'm still positive. Herberg's coming through. There's a Herberg on offense and a Herberg on defense. <laughs> the Herbergs are coming. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's our linebacker, uh, Trent, Trenton Simpson is, um, well, he's, it's difficult to kind of solidify a spot in that, in that Ravens team, isn't it? With, uh, he, according to PFF, uh, currently yeah, has, one queen. he currently has one assisted tackle and an overall grade of 39.8. Early Let's days. go. I mean, he's got, he's got, he's probably got like 10 snaps, I know. <laughs> he's got Queen and, uh, Roquan Smith ahead of him. Yeah. I wish he'd been yeah, taken by, uh, by the Steelers. Could have played him. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, I had uh, Jack Campbell as my red star, so nicely um, done. Pretty happy about. Yeah, I do that, remember yeah. being a little bit split. Like I wanted them both, but I had to choose one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ivan Pace is. Uh, yeah, that's really a, a shocker. Yeah, yeah he, he was. He's been starting for Minnesota. I don't know how well has he been playing. I'm not the quite micro sure. Mouse. But uh, given that you know he's too small to play football. Uh, <laughs> yeah, UDFA. Yeah. the gaps of the world. Well, it's true. 77, <laughs> 77.2 overall PFF grade. Wow. 22 solo Not tackles. Bad at all. He's, uh, he's in and around mm. the ball, man. I'll tell you. Him and Henry mm. Tuto Tuto really making me look stupid right now. <laughs> Henry Tuto Tuto. <laughs> what I love about Tuto Tuto was that you dunked on him so hard that every single good thing he ever does is just like a personal slide. Yes, a knife in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just got to remember next time we just can't go that strong against the player. No. I was kind of like that with Gervon Dexter, and I feel like you know I'm kind of watching that out the corner of my eye. Yeah, he's, you got to be um, careful. Yeah, yeah I feel embarrassed when Tato Tato just starts in a linebacker <laughs> pose, crab walks left and right, and then stops. If he does that, it's the thing I, I said he couldn't even do it. The thing I've noticed, side by the way, about Gervon Dexter is his get offs a lot better. Oh, really? Someone who's really, yeah, someone who's really uh, got to, to, talk to him about that. Got him yeah, off the couch exactly. onto the field. Okay. Well, maybe they've unlocked exactly, him. Yeah. You know, that's always possible with coaching. Who is it your, couldn't have uh, been much worse than it was. Christ. Who was your uh, sleeper, Mark? I haven't put it down. Uh, what, for inside linebacker? Yeah. Uh, Yasir Abdullah, uh, who went mm. to the Jags. Uh-huh. And uh, I think has had a couple of snaps, I believe. Um, corner was where we were all sort of split. I think this is the, the, kind of the most split group we had. Um, so Mike had Christian Gonzalez, who before the injury was looking very, very good. Um, really started out strong for the Patriots. Um, Cy, Devon Witherspoon. Um, mm-hmm. He's starting to, now that he's uh, now that he's fit and ready to go. He's an absolute dog, man. He is, yeah, really good start for him. Uh, that, that's by yeah, the way, sorry. Oh, so I just want to oh, say sorry. that that is going to be so fascinating to watch through the course of their careers. And you know, obviously, Gonzalez comes mm. back healthy and stuff, and then just what you know, the debate between those two and who should have gone first is going to be a fun one to watch. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two, yeah, for sure, and in, in particular, um, Deontay Banks, Gav, who I put um, in that conversation as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. For, for yeah, for the what the Giants are, that's uh, <laughs> at least a uh, somewhat bright spot. Um, I haven't really seen much out of Cam Smith, to be honest, in Miami. But is, is he been? In, I think he's been injured. Um, I think he had an injury in the preseason as well, so he's he's not done a great deal on this Dolphins team. So hopefully, hopefully he'll bounce back on there. Um, um, sorry, I just want to mention uh, Deontay Banks, PFF grade 56.2, Devon Wotherspoon 84.4. How many snaps for both? <laughs> Don't have those numbers. Don't have PFF <laughs> plus. <laughs> I do actually, I've just not logged in. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Eli Ricks. Sorry. Um, is he still at the Eagles? Yeah, he got injured sadly, um, but he ah. did carve out a role for himself as a UDFA. So... Good going by him. So that's Ivan Pace yeah. and Eli Ricks that were both starting for their teams as UDFAs. 
What's happened to Riley oh, Moss? Yeah, yeah your your white try. savior again. <laughs> oh, yeah, Riley Moss. Totally forgot about that dude. What's he doing? Yeah, he's at the Broncos. Wait, yeah, eighty third overall pick to the Broncos. Not heard a sausage. Not a tackle or anything, so maybe not played at all, it looks like. Special teams baller anyway. That was yeah, where he's, yeah, that's true. Where he's yeah. Drafted a little bit early, really, I think. Mm, third yeah. round. Yeah, third round seems rich. Um, I don't think there's been much in terms of the safeties. Sydney uh, Brown is a Sydney dog. Brown is <laughs> yeah, Sydney Brown is about as good as it's getting on here, I think. Yeah, he is he's done he did, he did very well in the preseason as well, didn't he? I think. Could, could I offer a bit of advice to Gav? Yeah. You know, from 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 one successful scout <laughs> to a struggling one. Um, uh, who is this struggling one? Right, sleep at Demarco Helms. He's he's been having, he's had a great time. Yeah, he has. Yeah, Demarco Helms has been superb. So so there. <laughs> All right, you know what my advice? I'll give it. I don't need it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Uh, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, now he wants it. See, now, now he wants my advice. He doesn't I, want to look I, I, like just, he wants just, it. I, I think the listener wants it. <laughs> yeah, I think Gabby, you got to focus a little bit, a little bit more on who's got that dog in him. You know. Oh, really? I think you're a little bit too attached to like you know the measurable. No, I knew you were going to say that. No, no, no. This is this is all about football play. Yeah. And uh, this is fair enough. You know, some of these guys can play football when, just because they don't. When you lose, some, just because they don't meet your arm length requirements, Gav. You know. Yeah, but that it caps them. In certain positions, it caps them. We're going yeah, to have well, a doing, the... <laughs> doing a damn sight better than Jamie Robinson is at Carolina Panthers. So, uh... I wonder who'd win, right? If we played a game where it was all my little dudes that are too small for the position but play really hard, and all Gav's like technically inept six foot seven like giants. <laughs> <laughs> technically inept. You just you just going on the Arcega Whiteside and Quinton Johnson. That's what you're basing this on, isn't it? It's a big part of it, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just checking you. I am going to keep returning to that world of like Denzel Mims-esque wide receivers until one of them pans out. Who is now? You know, Mims is now on the Steelers. This is someone we can get behind. Pretty bizarre, that right? Really, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of uh, just the kind of wrap up of it all. So uh, yeah, yeah just to it, say. Keanu Benton, well done. Thanks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what I like about this, Matt, it seems like Mark is finally like, you know, he understands the importance of self-branding, right? The personal brand of Mark is coming out, I feel like. Yes. I think that's been clear. Yeah, well, it's, it's all centred around <laughs> one player, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. I think, it's, like I say, it's so easy, especially on defence, I think, to just forget about some of these guys that slip off to teams that you maybe don't see them uh, very often or they're not they're not starting regularly. So it's good to check in see what people are doing. Well, this would be another purpose of the website when we yeah, exactly, get it up yeah. and running is it will have all the red stars and everything for us to look back on yeah. on the show. It would be easier when we can see them all. Yeah. And then there'll be nowhere for Gav to hide. Don't need time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gav's got Brock Purdy for the next 10 years. I know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, should we talk a bit about the Rams game? Let's do it. It does make sense. That's why we were here. Uh, okay, Steelers play the. Is this at six pm this game? Or no, nine oh five. Okay, nine oh five. Rich will be in attendance. He will. Yeah, yeah. Two games yeah. in a row with the uh, host attended. Nice. Uh, so this this probably is one that looked a lot easier on paper at the start of the season, right? Than, than it does right now. I'm sure everybody playing the Rams is is thinking that. Um, their passing game has obviously got off to a really nice start, even without Cooper Cup, and and then he's just come back in the lineup and, and lit it up in the last two weeks. So. Um, you know, we'll be facing the, the, the law 
the Law Society of uh, Cooper Cup, Nakua and Atwell. Um, this is a good group all of a sudden, man. You got your little gadget guy in two two who's who's doing a lot more than I expected. Uh, in, in is this his sophomore year for two two Atwell? He was drafted the year before it. Right? Yeah, it wasn't this year. Didn't see a great deal out of him, and then Puka Nakua was just blasted onto the scene. Um. Were we a little bit too quick to write write off Matthew Stafford after last season? I didn't write him off. I've, I've not been a, a Matthew Stafford writer offer, but I think we thought the team had collapsed and there was nothing there. And it yeah. seems like a few things have have uh, like cups come back and hit form, but they've also found with this young team they found a few guys that can actually play for them. Um, it, it's a great job by you know the Sean McVeys of the world, right? To I mean, it feels like he like had that year where he was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. And I was a bit like, okay, you know, that didn't seem like a good look for a coach, but I mean, he's certainly not the youngest, youngest coach in the NFL. Right? Yeah. All right. So it's not great if he's considering retiring when he's younger than everyone else. It just feels like he's back invested again this year. Is this just something to do with winning the Super Bowl? Like you just feel a little bit, I don't know, it takes the wind out of your sails the season after because you've done it. Maybe. Yeah. It felt like a long road back. Yeah. Now, OG listeners may remember in season one, we had my buddy Adam on to mm. talk about the Rams. I do you remember, remember that? that, yeah, yeah. It's, it would have been, I think it was around fireworks night, uh, because I mean, leading up to that show, I remember being loads of fireworks uh, in 20, was that 2019? So a long time ago. Mm. Wow. Uh, anyway, I reached out to Adam Farquharson, uh, who's a, as a diehard Rams fan for some thoughts. And he, the, I, he, what he came back with, I thought was quite interesting. So I was going to read it out rather than sure. just yeah. amalgamate what he said, like I usually do. Uh, he put, I uh, was going to do, going to write back last night, but got distracted playing Baldur's Gate 3. So apologies. Oh, love that. Great shout. <laughs> I'm looking forward to starting that. Nice. No, big, big into his uh, RPGs. Adam. Very good. Uh, before the season started, I was quite worried about the season as a whole. It's a tough schedule. So to be three at three at this point feels great. I think I looked at the Steelers game preseason as a kind of turning point where it feels like an evenly matched game. Oh, dear. So at the beginning of the season, he had the Steelers and the Rams being level. I don't know about that one. That shows you what other people think. Um, I think we can absolutely win it, but a fair few injuries now makes me feel like it can go completely the other way, or either way. Obviously, having Aaron Donald means that the inside have plenty of fun with a few double teams throughout the day. I think our edge rushing isn't the best. Agree with that. But there's been some bright spots on the defensive side. You just have to hope that they are able to continue into this week and beyond. On the offensive side, before the season started, as I said, I was worried but so far, Pukunakur has been an absolute gem of a find. He's linked up with Stafford perfectly. Having cut back and seen Atwell progress is just fantastic. Also, the emergence of Kyron Williams as a stand-up running back number one is great, but the O-line isn't the best. Note Boom is injured and probably won't start, which is a shame. Both Williams and Ronnie Rivers look likely to miss a game, so that puts pressure on Stafford and the passing game. I believe we've got a sixth-round rookie, I think that's Zach Evans he's referring to, ready to pad up in the backfield. But I can't expect them to rely on him too much, so it'll be down to Stafford getting it done, throwing the ball, which he absolutely can do well. But it just always helps when you've got the run to fall back on and distract, which they won't have for this game. So some interesting thoughts there, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I think um, when Stafford isn't pressured, he's a fantastic QB. But he's going to be pressured in this game because the O-line's not very good for them. So it's an interesting game in terms of the Steelers' defence and the Rams' offence is good. And vice versa mm-hmm. is bad. So it's strength against strength, weakness against weakness. I, I'm, I got to be honest. I'm a little bit more concerned about our our plan to defend the passing attack. I, I agree. With you. I mean, it's going to be all about pressure, right? This is why I was so perturbed by the loss of TJ Watt potentially. Um, 
because, maybe Alex Highsmith carries the game. I don't know, but I feel like you're really going to have to get to Matt Stafford to disrupt this this passing game. And my concern is that teams have watched what has been done to us by the Niners and and teams like that, where they were able to just get the ball out real quick, and they're just going to run that all day with guys like Cooper Cup and Puka mm-hmm. uh, And I think we probably get some deep shot to Tutu Atwell as well in this game uh, to challenge uh, our guys deep who can't cover. So and I, the run I'm a game. little bit scared. <laughs> And the run game, it feels like sometimes a product of the scheme rather than the individual yeah. ability, which is why it's so surprising that Cam Akers... Well, when, a couple of times Cam Akers did look good, but in flashes, right? Yeah, the Cam Akers thing was always weird because he never didn't look good, right? It was just... Yeah. It seemed like Sean McVay absolutely despised him. <laughs> yeah, but but then, you know, Carl yeah. William comes in and he looks great. Yeah, and I but think, he's going to be injured, it looks like, so it's Zach yeah, Evans. Yeah, so, so Zach Evans, but is he going to come in and look great? Because, because it's the scheme, because it's the things he oh. can do, those outside runs, and all, you know the playbook is favourable. It's, it's sort of schematically uh, favourable to running backs. So it's sort of uh, yeah. plays, not players, I think, for them. Yeah. Kind of slotted anyone at that position and expect I mean, decent returns. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to say it, but yeah. Injuries, but injuries on the O-line could, you know, Bottle that up a little bit. Kyron Williams even has been a little bit hot and cold in terms of his production this season, just mm. from having him in as a fan. Not the last game. 158 no, rushing yard with 7.9 yards per carry. It's just been a weird one where he's had one giant game, one quiet game, one giant game. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of these teams where at the start of the season you kind of thought, like, I don't know, where are the weapons? You know, the, the, these guys are running out like Van Jefferson and Ben Skaronic. And, and you know, th- these are distant names of the past now. Like, you know, this is a legit offense. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I am a little bit scared about our defensive propositions, and we know. But 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 you know, let's be fair. Our defense has shown up, made big plays at times. I might be scared about the secondary, but at the same time, we've you know caused a lot of turnovers. And although I don't think we can necessarily rely on that forever, um, I do think there'll be some regression to the mean in that. Uh, we are definitely a, a playmaking defense, so I think there's mistakes in this team. You know, I think there's young players. I think there's things we can we can uh, you know try and glean some benefit out of, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with I agree with uh, with what he said. It's it's a close game now. I think very yeah. close. Much. And scary. The offense is is quite scary statistically. Fifth league wide in pass yards and pass mm. attempt. Sixth in rushing touchdowns. Sixth in first downs. Ninth in third downs. Second in fourth down conversions. This is a team that can move the sticks and keep drives alive. They yeah. just they can just stay out there. They're top top ten in points, plays, and yards. And they're top sixteen in almost everything offensively. The only the only outlier is that they're twentieth in sacks given up and eighteenth in in uh, interceptions given up. And the the I mean the blocking grades are ugly. They you know the pass blocking they aren't sub fifty against the Eagles, sub thirty against Bengals and 49ers. So and they're, they're teams with all with good fronts. So hopefully the Steelers can make hay up front, get to the get pressure on Stafford and not let him get the ball out. Because because their their defense, I mean it's it's joint first in stopping passing touchdowns, but it's twenty eighth in sacks, twenty first in interceptions, twenty second in turnovers, slightly leaky in terms of yards, like eighteenth in the league, giving up yards. How, how are they against the run? Not great. I mean the tackling's been poor. Uh, I think they've got a fifty six point three overall tackling grade so far. Um, I, I mean I'm no uh, mathematician, but does that mean every other tackle is bad? It's a 56 grade. <laughs> I, I, I didn't put that kind of logic on it. Um, but they are 13th in offensive points allowed and 9th in offensive touchdowns allowed per yeah. game. Yeah, well. so they're defending. Well, this seems to be the, the way of the NFL now. You give up yards, you just stop the red zone defense. 
you don't mm, let people score, yeah. and they're, they're certainly doing that. I think this is a game where the Steelers' game plan needs to be keep the ball out of Matt Stafford's hand. I know that's easier said than done. But if we can, you know, establish the run and stick to it and not fall behind, that's where we need to really be making hay in this game. But I, I think this is going to be one of those games where it's vital that we start a yes. lot better than we have been. Because looking at the Rams-Cardinals game last week, the Rams started very slowly. Like, there was, it was a very rough going for them in that first half. Um, and then, yeah, that second half, I mean, it was kind of a standard Cardinals collapse of partly, but um, yeah, they, they definitely started balling out more in the second half. But um, if we can start brightly and we can get on Stafford early, I think that might be a big key to this, but it's just trusting us to start well. <laughs> this is the problem. You know, it's it's the ongoing issue we have of not starting very well at all this season. So, you know, if we can start fixing that, if we can start actually showing up in the first quarter, then, um, yeah, we might be able to get under their skin a bit and make it a bit of a tougher game uh, for them. What, what is it about the Cardinals that they come out and start so fast? And then they, they, and then they just collapse. They fall away, they yeah. collapse. But... The fourth, fourth quarter Cardinals is awful. Like, what what, what is it about them that they terrific. come out playing so well? With a quarterback that only joined them, you know, post-preseason? Doesn't make any sense, does it? Uh, or is it, is it the opposition thing? Oh, it's the Cardinals. We don't really need to prepare. And they're out of the gates... Suddenly, that they've got they, some sneaky talent on that team. It's just, yeah, it's not not enough, really. I don't think, but yeah, Kyler's back in practice. Yeah, going back sooner than I thought. Clear yeah. that the the, the Cardinals yeah. think they're alive. You know, I think we all thought they'd be dead by the time. Aren't they one and five? Yeah, but they think yeah, they're, they're one and five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is Mason Cole going to get killed by Aaron Donald? That's the question. This is it? the worry. At the end of yeah, the day, this is the big worry. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to give him a lot of help, aren't they? I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Ciamalo and Daniels um, chipping in there. Double team blocks, yeah. triple team blocks, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, this could be an Aaron Donald wreck it Ralph game, right? It is a scary proposition to go up against Mason Cole. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that that defensive front is, you know, I mean, we talked about Kobe Turner just a, just a second ago. Yeah, if he's, I think he's questionable, but if he does play, that's, you know, he's he's been a pretty decent prospect for them as well. And yeah, as you said as well, another rookie, Byron Young, um, who had a really explosive game against the Cardinals, really is sort of standout, welcome to the league game. You know, that's the sort of pressure that we're going to be getting here. It's it's not just Donald we have to focus on, but yeah, that that is the biggest worry right, in terms of, one-on-one matchups is just that that terrifies me that and prospect Aaron Donald I mean speaks for himself Kobe Turner is a filthy run defender so mm. I mean talking about needing to establish the run I mean does this are we thinking maybe we're going to see a lot more outside stuff you know maybe a little jet sweep action outside zone a little bit of uh, Anthony McFarland action is he back he's, he's back yeah. I think yeah yeah that'd be nice yeah. he's full practice yeah. I think a guy like that you know taking it to the outside might be uh, the way to go in this kind of game or Warren yeah I or can't Najee. see us making a ton of hay with Najee up the middle, running for no two yards apiece. But, you know, he can still catch the ball and hurdle, sure. hurdle a few guys. I want to see that more involved, man. I mean, that mm. has been severely lacking. I've, I've seen people calling him a bust on Twitter today. Najee? Yep. First yeah, round bust. It's... I've been seeing that for about a year, to be honest, mm. and I've not really paid any attention to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have that conversation in, in a few years. Hmm. Mm. I think but, it's um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm putting money I'm putting money on it now that our first play will be a run down the middle. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> because Matt Canada. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, actually, coming off a of bye week, it's a little bit steelersy to just come straight out and throw an 80-yard bomb that doesn't do anything, obviously. It nowhere, just yeah. go nowhere, but yeah. that is a steelersy move. It's a man in a, in a kicking vest <laughs> dancing out the way of the ball as it goes into the um, it will be exciting to see the rookies in this game, as you say. Man, Kobe Turner's been one of my favourite uh, prospects in, in, in the whole time we've been doing this. Steve Avila, really enjoyed watching him. Paka Nakura, I was quite big on as a sleepery guy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking as forward if to they're learning that picks are important. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of crazy how this has worked for them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see DJ back. I'm yeah, going. definitely. Yeah, to talk oh. about the Steelers a little bit, it'll be we got DJ back, right? Um, PH three will be back in this game. You mentioned uh, McFarland. Who else have we missing? Muth, Muth, yeah, Muth, Muth. Hopefully, and now he's downgraded to limited again. Right. But yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. So hopefully, rounded into a little bit more strength, this team can can put things together. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think we'll know in the first quarter if anything's changed. I don't know if it's. I'm holding out false hope, but. I'm putting my money on no change. Yeah, I would. I think the pass would say that that's probably the case. That doesn't mean yeah. that the Steelers won't have success, but they'll have it's, success in the same way they've been having success, which is one of these explosive yeah. chunk plays comes off and they score off it. And they win a game that they were yeah. supposed to lose again, and we but still have yeah. that. And everyone buys back in, and yeah. you know, Tomlin <laughs> survives another year and everything else. I'm not saying uh, they shouldn't, but. You want to you pick this game? Yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Steelers. Mm, confident. We tend to win when I pick us to lose. I'll be going Rams to win this 30 to 19. Hmm. Uh, 30 to 19. Gonna, yeah, Rams just start yes. scoring on us and we're behind early. Oh, I'm worried about Ooh. that. I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of Rams 26. Steelers 17, I think, yeah, I, I do think the Rams. I, it, I, what I will take from that is that it will only be a nine-point loss because our two losses that so far this season have been ugly. So, yeah, when we lose, we get yeah, if it's a, Exactly. If it's a loss, let's just hope that it's not a complete blowout. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm... Now, the fact that I'm hoping for that is just, yeah, says a lot, really. But, yeah, I do think the Rams will edge this one. Can you imagine if we came in... You know, now, into the on the UK podcast... Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, what was that? My upstairs neighbor's having a shower, but he's now stopped. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. Right. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, should we move on? Yeah. All right. Kebab ball update. Oh. Rich Cetron, stunt Batman himself. Lost to the sands of time. Another one gone. Another host lost. Is that three weeks in a row? Yeah. Not looking good. And this this week it was between, uh, was it Ketz and... Yeah, Ketz survived due to that long Tony Pollard run on uh, Monday Night Football. And last week it was Dave versus Mike to lose. Yeah. This is troubling, troubling. He's yeah, gone. Like... Mike's gone. We're holding out hope with you, Gav. You're, you're uh, well, a shining star this year. Dave and Ketz are still in. But... Don't trust worry. Bit worried about Dave. He's got like five <laughs> players on a buy. I've been oh, no. sending him trade offers to Dave. try and help him, but he's been turning them down. Collusion. It's not collusion. What happened to Rich here? Um, Kirk Cousins had an average game, well, below average game, 11, 11 points for him. And then everyone else is just Drake London actually scored 28 points for him, but that was about the most he got. Chris Godwin, 18. And then everyone else is just a blase day, just upsettingly. Mab, uh, Mims gets mm. him nothing. 
Montgomery yeah. goes out injured. That's a killer. If he hadn't gone out injured, Rich is still in. Yeah. Well, if Tony Pollard hadn't broken off that long, long oh, run after the catch. And if he'd have started Joe Burrow, oh, which you've got to think was in his mind after the week before that decision mm. between Kirk and uh, and Burrow. But I don't blame him with Kirk going up against Chicago. You'd have thought that was going to be a high score. Yeah. So, unfortunate. Unlucky, Rich. Um, but next year, didn't get relegated. That's that's the plus, you know. We avoided that, so God bless. Kebab Bowl League Two. Kathy still doing well, Matt? Uh, well, she was a bit devastated by a loss. Is she, is she five and one now? I can't let's remember. Is she four let's and two? Because uh, yeah, I, I, she did. I played she did Kathy lose, this week, yeah. so I'm a little bit scared. Yes, yeah. She said it was a. I think she's implying that it's the most important game of the season for. Oh, her, she, so, yeah, she's uh, fallen to four and two now. Yeah, and someone, uh, Delaware Steeler. Yeah. Shout out to Delaware Steeler who's taken the lead. Um, significantly less points for than Kathy, but now at five and one with a five game. He lost the first game and now he's at five and one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting in fourth, four and two. Uh, yeah. Did we discuss what would happen if you won? Uh, the yeah, yeah the, the top. Oh, if I won, yeah, I would just you know it would go down one, so third okay. place would be. So you wouldn't have two teams in the survival no. league. I wouldn't put it past you to do something like that. Well, you know, <laughs> listen. Do you know what? I if, win twice. If I had if I had won the uh, kebab bowl again this year, then maybe I would have like tried to claim that I get like a Barcelona B team in this league. <laughs> <laughs> But, set up a different account. Imagine I'm, that. I promise I won't claim that, given that uh, I went out so embarrassingly early. Right. Uh, so yeah, Kathy, keep going. I think you've got a, a nailed-on win this week. Looking at uh, <laughs> looking at our matchups, I wouldn't worry too much. I think Derek Carr's just gone out, and he's my he's my QB. Um, oh, no, Garoppolo, sorry, is out. So, and I've got no one on the bench. I've got no one on the bench who offers me points at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got I've got Deontay Johnson and Anthony Richards and IR. I've got Marvin Mims who stopped doing anything, Kincaid who stopped doing anything, Brees Hall's on a bye, Kyron Williams is out, Jimmy Grupple's out. Yeah, so there's literally nothing on my bench. That sounds like an L. <laughs> yep. Mm. Dave Hart has just dropped Calvin Austin in the Kebab Bowl League just this second. So. Mm. Live. 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 As, yeah. How could moves. you, Dave? How could you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gridiron 7's update, last thing, Mark? Uh, yeah. Um, you are still ahead. Um, just narrowly holding on. <laughs> oh, not the short trumpets again. Um, yeah, j- uh, just a point ahead of uh, of Alistair in that. So uh, yeah, you're, you're clinging on. Although I don't think I've had your predictions yet, and you've got less than two hours to. Did you call me the clinger? Um, yeah. I'll, listen, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get him. In. Yeah, he's, he's getting confident now. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it takes one drop week. My biggest issue is that I, I can never find the damn floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in the group. You just have to go into the links. I know. The I go it's into the group there. and then I like search. Like I think, like, oh, what do I need to search? Okay, I'll search gridiron. Bookmark <laughs> it. That's what I'm sure I find it. Oh, Gav, you need a you need a bounce back week in this. I do. Way. Um, yeah, you you drop right down fifteenth out of eighteen. Mm, not doing well. It's, 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 Kets has what, had a fall from grace what I like about this is it's tracking my betting success as well they're both <laughs> like bottom bottom feeders bouncing I did that one week I, I think it was it was week two I think I did it um, I decided to just put a bet on all of the teams that I said were going to win through the sevens to do that and it was just the Lions losing in overtime to the Seahawks that let me down that was the only one that let me down that's and Newton's was, first law of accumulators that always yeah. 
Absolute sod I've just been but, doing um, single, yeah, game, I mean, single game bets and they've all been losing. I can't I'm just give money away this year. It's just been like my worst betting year in, on history. <laughs> it's bit, it's bit, I've know. had a fall from grace as well. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I've dropped down to fifth in this. So, right. yeah. Um, Sai taking the lead and, yeah, let's see where he goes through it from there for week seven. Some fun games this week. Uh, Dolphins, Eagles, and Sunday Night Football. That'll be yeah. a fun one. Chargers, Chiefs. That's going to be a great game. Same time as that game, suddenly. Um, lot of teams so, on by yeah, though. Very no, tough ones to call. This yeah. one is the week where a lot of the crap teams are on by as well, so it's like hard to pick those obvious ones. The Panthers, the Jets. Well, yeah, the Jets aren't crap, yeah. but you, you've been thinking they are, so I kept choosing against them. Uh, Titans. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It is. It is. Uh, there's only one game on my radar for for this week that isn't Steelers related, and it's Tyson Bajan versus Aiden O'Connell, Raiders Bears. Let's go. Let's see it. <laughs> You're the future you're the, of the league, right? You might there. be the only one paying attention to that. <laughs> I I will be. Yeah, that will be. I won't even have red zone. I'll just pop that on and uh, <laughs> yeah, make Kathy suffer through that. But yeah, no, there are some tasty. There's some tasty divisional matchups. Bills Patriots um, might not be tasty. Might be a bloodbath. Um, but uh, yeah, the Patriots having a shocker. We need to get Gal on to talk about the Patriots at some yeah, stage, right? We do, we do. Maybe that's uh, like right after the season, in between the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. What record does it have to get to before he resigns? Hmm. I mean, it is kind it of going off the deep one. end, right? We we do. I think they need to show some sign of life in the next, you know, a few weeks. I, I don't. I, I think you just ride the season out regardless. To be honest, but yeah, I mean, it's it, not a great. A it great would time be embarrassing if it. You know, what, what are they right now? Are they one and one and five. If, you know, imagine if they only won, you know, two games, three, you know, something like that. Yikes, yeah, possible. Damn. Free right. from grace. Yeah. Falcon, yeah. Falcons Buccaneers is a pretty decent one, I think. Hope so. Yeah, your weird, weird love of the Yeah, you, you've got a weird thing for some of these teams, Matt, I've got to say. Well, you know? I, well, Falcons Buccaneers is good. Three and three is against it? three and two. Weird, mm. weird, uh, weird division. Baker's they're, pissed off. They're in my <laughs> those teams are like in my what I like to call my basket of deplorables. Um <laughs> I don't particularly like the Buccaneers, I will say. Like it's that's that's more the Falcons on my side, but yeah. I do like the Falcons, but I just I just can't deal with them, man. Like, <laughs> I can't take them seriously. They're so frustrating. Until they until oh, yeah, yeah, they're... is out of the building, they're not a non team. Yeah. Oh. I do feel like we will see a bit of Heineke this week. It'd be a well overdue. Right, do you want to do some uh, Who Am I? Yes, who let's do it. Who am I? Uh, do you want to do offense or defense? Offense. Ooh, choice. Offense. Okay. I'm not going to say the guy's name this week. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Because I went through and deleted them all. Uh, he graduated from St. Michael Albertville in St. Michael, Minnesota. It's a he. Flip all it's the women down. In 2002, <laughs> where he played football and basketball, holds multiple records at St. Michael Alpable in both sports. As a three-year starter in basketball, he set records for most rebounds in the game, 23, most steals in the game, eight, most points in a career, 1,359, and most career rebounds, 804. Sounds like this dude could have gone to the NBA if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, played college football at Minnesota. Started 10 games. Freshman year. Uh, where he had 12 catches for 98 yards and was named to the SportingNews.com and Rivals.com freshman All-American all team. He was twice named a first-team member of the All-Big Ten, once a first-team All-American and the 2006 winner of John Mackey Award. 
He's also awarded the team's Bronco Nagurski Most Valuable Player Award. He was drowned. <laughs> drowned? What the hell? Drafted. <laughs> he was drowned? Good Lord. <laughs> I, I, I joined drafted and round into one word. He was drafted <laughs> in round three by the Steelers in 2007. Uh, can I guess? Yes. Heath Miller? No. Oh, can I guess again? Yes. Matt Spieth? You got it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just knew it was a tight end, and I was like, how many tight ends could he have taken? <laughs> well done. So the rest of his, the rest of his clues... Uh, played seven seasons for the Steelers, including the Super Bowl win over the uh, Cardinals, obviously. Played two seasons for the Bears, played for the Steelers 2007 to 2010, went two years to the Bears, and back to the Steelers 2013, 2015. Uh, blah, blah, blah. War. He was the last Bear. His quite interesting little nugget. The last, when he, he was released in March 13th, 2013, by the Bears, being the last Bear to ever wear the number 89, which was retired that December in honour of tight end Super Bowl winning head coach Mike Ditka. And on November the 2nd, 2014, he caught Ben Roethlisberger's record-breaking 12th touchdown in two games. Mm. Yeah, that's a good Uh, little tidbit. Yeah, a good little nug. Uh, Finished seven years in total. Pittsburgh, 92 games, 56 starts, 42 receptions, 342 yards, seven touchdowns. But really, he'd be remembered as one of the best blocking tight ends they've ever had. Nice. So there you go. Well done, sir. Good job. Okay. I, 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 I'm sorry I trampled over all your clues there. That's fine. The, the <laughs> early, earlier they got, the better still. All right. On to defense. Mm. All right. Let's take a beverage. And okay. This guy, Gaitha High School, Tampa, mm. named the MVP of the 2011 Under Armour All-American game after he recorded one and a half sacks and a fumble recovery. Okay. Played college football at the University of Miami, the U. He finished his college career with 170 tackles and 15 and a half sacks. His father, Tony, and grandfather, Nick, both played at the University of Miami and in the NFL. Bloodlines. Mm. Was drafted by the Steelers in the sixth round of the 2015 NFL draft. Oh, dear. 2015. Sixth round. He was rated the 13th best defensive end out of the 148 available by NFLDraftScout.com. Many scouts were divided on what position he was best suited for and classified him as a tweener. He received mostly mixed reviews from analysts and was thought to be the future, to be a future rotational defensive end. 65 games played for the Steelers, nine starts, 2015 to 2019, seven and a half sacks, 97 tackles, 59 solo. 11 tackles for loss, 15 QB hits. Played for the Steelers 2015 to 2019. Then he went to the Saints, but only was then on their practice squad. Then played 2020 for the Denver Broncos. Who am I? Hmm. Drafted 2015. Goes to the Bears, did you say, for two years? No, that was Spath went to the Bears. Oh, sorry. Who, who did you say after the Steelers, you said? Went to the Saints just the on Saints. the practice squad. Okay. And then actually played for the Broncos that year, for the, Broncos. the COVID year. And then that was it. 2015. I think the Steelers played the Broncos that year. So this is a guy that's been sort of hanging around, maybe not in a starting role, as you said, but through 2019, it's someone that, you know, well aware of, just kind of... Yeah. Clue, Hmm. kind of in his father being called Tony and his grandfather, Nick. Oh, so it's like a... 
hey, Tony, hey, Nate. Hey, so it's yeah, like, a, hey. It's a white guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey. <it's... laughs> um, hmm. I was thinking, like, is it like a, I don't know, like a Tyler Matkevich? Good guess. Um, Remember his defensive end slash defensive tweener. end, yeah, yeah. Uh... God, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Matt, any backup? Edge rushes, no, you can no. think of? Blues, clues. Wait, yeah, you said this no. defensive end, not a... So he didn't play outside linebacker for us, he played defensive end. Well, yeah, he, he did. He played outside linebacker, but he looked like a defensive end playing line, uh, oh, okay. linebacker. Okay. He was definitely a sort of set the edge, God, stop this, the run I know guy. this is going to be one of these names, like the Sammy Coates one, where I'm just going to be like, oh, of course. Yeah. He, he was there for a while, and he was always... He was like the number three outside linebacker. He did a pretty good job. Man, why can't I think who this is? They didn't. They they didn't renew his contract, and the Saints robbed him. Someone's screeching this <laughs> into the phone, man. We talked about him on this podcast before. Yeah, most definitely. Good run defending edge setter, but didn't offer much pass rush. There was some talk about whether he should be moved inside to play inside linebacker. That never happened. I've got no more clues. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Uh, yeah, I am, <laughs> no, I am. I am drawing a massive. This is blank so this annoying, one. man. I know that I'm going to kick myself. Um. Uh, and he and he left in 2019, so he's he's on the roster when we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. <sighs> no, it's, it's I can't. It's not in my mind. Is he still at the Broncos? No, no, he's he... retired. Or at least okay. if he's he's playing in some you know arena league. Or so something. white dude in its sixth round. So because my first thought was like obviously Bud Dupree, but no. So who is playing behind Bud Dupree? Yeah, that's it. That's the guy. Like a no, no, I don't know. I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm blanked. His surname. I always said it differently to how everyone else said it. You always said it differently to how everyone else yeah. said it. You would say. Chicolo. Oh, Anthony Chicolo! Do you know what? <laughs> oh, when I said Tyler McTavish, he's like in that bucket of people. Him, you know, Dirty Red, Chicolo, those kind of like, you know, let's be honest, jag sort of dudes that were like <laughs> yeah. hovering around behind. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Jeez. And he's been in, uh, he's been in a spot of bother lately, right? Has he? I'm I not think. Um, is it, I hope I'm not putting this to the wrong person. Didn't I see an article the other day that he's like been admitted to a a mental facility or something? Oh, no. Don't need that. Hope, uh, sending peace and love vibes to Anthony Chiquillo. Because uh, wasn't he... Didn't we end up cutting him because there was like a domestic violence issue or something? I can't remember what went down with this. Or am I thinking of the wrong person? I could be thinking of the wrong person. No, that was Antonio Brown. That was... No, not Antonio Brown. You... <laughs> yeah, but the news story is here. Ex-Steelers linebacker Anthony Chiquillo tasered by cops oh, after no. alleged meltdown at hospital. There's oh, a no. video. Oh, jeez. Anthony Chicolo's girlfriend, Tattoo Baby. That, that's something to about <laughs> there, but okay. Well, tells, <laughs> tells TMZ Sports the former NFL player was going through a medical episode due to bipolar disorder caused by a concussion that suffered during his playing days. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's currently hospitalized and getting the medication he needs in order to get better. He was tasered by cops at the hospital this week after police say he had a breakdown inside a doctor's office. He was trashing an office, breaking things, throwing chairs. Cops say he allegedly tried to attack everybody before he got into a wrestling match with his dad. 
bystanders called 911 who deployed a taser to subdue him. Jeez. Oh, no. Anthony Ticker, I'm so sorry. Man. Oh, what a downer to... Uh, if, if you'd have given me that clue, Gav, weirdly enough, I'd have got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, sending love to Anthony Ticker. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, Dangerous well, game. Well, Jeez. Should have started on defence. Yeah. <laughs> what a down note to end on. Yeah. Well. Hey, I tell you what, though, on an up note, was, you know, a little bit worried about this show coming in, as I often am, Phil, anxiety-filled ball that I am. Uh, as expected, nearly two hours of content here. Gold. <laughs> Is it gold or bronze? I, I, thought, bronze. I thought it was a good show. I enjoy, I enjoy these little shows, you know, not too yeah. many people to keep control of, you know, I'm not wrangling six men. Yeah, you've had you, you've had me on, I'm fairly chilled out today, so. Yeah. You yeah. had to deal with full, full gusto. Yeah, um, you, you've just taken the shots. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Well today, I appreciate that. Soaked it up. All right, no Hamas talk this week. We'll leave that uh, for the for the political <laughs> show it's, in the off season. It's draining, I've, man. I've, Twi- Twitter, Twitter X is just draining. I don't even sewer of yeah. <laughs> lies. It's terrible. It's a it's a cesspool. Don't don't be there. <laughs> Please, why why can't we not just go back? To go anywhere else. What can we do? There's yeah. no replacement for it. It's just... I found a replacement for it. Um, it's called. Uh, being a drug addict and completely disassociating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got one question. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, go back. <laughs> I've got one question, but it's not about drugs. No. Um, so it's the um, NFL Heritage Program. Uh, the flags are going to be on the uh, the helmets uh, for over the next couple of weeks, as they do every season. Mm. Um, there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of different flags being represented, but what I'm confused about is that uh, it, there will be an English flag represented, a Scottish flag represented, but also the UK flag represented. Hmm. So who's who's wearing that? Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they've not got the specific uh, the specifics on who's wearing. Oh, right, them, okay, but um, I'm just intrigued as to who's decided they're not English or Scottish. And they're actually British. Be an English, be an English person. Where are you reading this? Because we've got the we've got we've got the English flag. So it's literally the NFL have put the tweet out about twelve minutes ago. Um, yeah, they've got all the different flags represented on there. But yeah, England is on there, Scotland is on there, and then the UK. Yeah, is a on lot there, of a lot of people reject the English flag, don't they? Do they? Well, I suppose they do. Yeah, they go, but... for, they go for the Union flag over it. I reject both flags. You reflect all flags, reject all flags. Not necessarily all flags, but definitely those two. Hmm. Traitor. I I don't think I'm a. Tra- I I just kind of let's get let's get into a conversation <laughs> about patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I've got this weird thing where like I don't really ascribe myself like a national. Well, I, listen, I get it, right? I'm English, fine. Yeah, I'm culturally English, blah blah blah. But like, I don't know. Like, why? I don't, I ne- I've never ever understood. Like, why that's, like, something to be shouting about. It was just literally an accident of birth. (laughs) I have absolutely no control over it. I I, I feel like I should just be a citizen of Earth. Like, why am I so ascribed to this stupid, like, hump of land off the fucking coast of Europe? I don't know. I don't care. See, I'm exactly the same about that in terms (laughs) of countries. But when it comes to, like, my home village, I will proudly talk about that. Yeah, me too. Like I did last week. So it's, it's, it's weird. 
I think I kind of play into it sometimes for fun, you know, but I, I, in all seriousness, like, I have no real, like, maybe it's sad, I don't know, maybe, is, it, is it sad that there's, like, a lack of pride in, in, that I have in things? I just things? want my country know. to be good, that's all I want. Sure, people yeah. That live in it to be happy yeah. and the yeah, me too. to be successful. But I kind of feel that way about everyone, though. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, is this, like, a little bit liberally wishy-washy? I don't know. Like, I, I want everyone to be that way. <laughs> I don't feel that way, more importantly, about English people. If anything, I actually quite dislike a lot of English people, to that's, be honest. That's the real, the real uh, crux of the matter here, isn't it? That a lot yeah. of people hate... I think the English are a little bit obnoxious, and a lot of them are knobs. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that country? You hear that England? Yeah. Uh, take that, Patreones. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I love, Not you our I love, I love you guys oh. <laughs> yeah I don't know I have a complicated relationship with the country I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do some interesting flags on here as well uh, quite a lot of countries I didn't realise were represented in the NFL so uh, is there a Denmark who's Lith- uh, Denmark's on there yeah who's Lithuanian in the uh, in the NFL oh, it'd be a big offensive lineman I, re- I reckon yeah, I think a lot of these would be uh, a lot of uh, offensive and defensive linemen, I imagine. Is uh, uh, is is our friend Moritz Bolringer still knocking around? Uh, ooh, there's a question. Is, is, is the German flag going to be represented? Uh, the German flag is going to be represented, yeah. All right. Moritz is still sticking around somewhere, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like Burundi, Djibouti, oh, like, wow. all these sort of uh, little countries, Cook Islands, yeah. Wow. Of, uh, is that, is that where Dalvin Cook and there, James yeah. Cook come from? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anybody <so>. who's cooking. <laughs> the Cook Islands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll let you believe that. Yeah. That's how it works. And uh, the Marshall Islands. <laughs> or, uh, good good, good shout. Yeah, good work. That's what you're yeah. from. Like so, sad, sadly, not on here, I'm afraid. So no, you are not so. represented. Cool the... flag. <laughs> great flag they've got. It, it, it's one of the great shames of my life that um, the Win Stanley name just comes from a town in Wigan. Hmm. Wow, you really are very English. Yeah, and I hate Wigan. An inland pier. It's always weird. Pie eaters. <laughs> Mine's derived from Norway, so uh, I've got Norway represented on here. So, shout out Norway. Yeah, you do strike <laughs> me as a little bit of a Viking type, Matt. Uh, that, I, no, that's, that kind of gets mistaken for tramp as well. So, uh, <laughs> oh. dude, dude, I'm joining you in that. If you've seen a picture of me lately, uh, <laughs> I think we're operating similar styles right now. Yeah, over, overall look is, yeah, you could say Viking, I'll take that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> is it's it more, Viking or is home- it given up? <laughs> it's it's homeless chic, I think, is what, it's, uh, what I'm going, to, what I'm going oh, for. Nice. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like it, I appreciate it. All right, <laughs> let's wrap up the show. Maybe a little bit shorter than usual, but I think two hours is enough for people. Is I that going to be enough for, for you there, driving your car? James? Nice new flash car, yeah. I don't know, I I just said it. In fact, I actually think James Braid tweeted me this week saying that he was, uh, or put it on Facebook, he was listening to the cast, that's why. That's why that name was in my head. Hope you enjoyed this, James. Okay, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, as always. Been nice to have a bye week. I focus a little bit on the NFL, a little bit less, so I'll try and clock in a little bit more this week. Gav, maybe we can talk about the website. What? Maybe we talk about the website, what we want to do with it at some point this week, when I'm not not copacetic. Uh, All right, cool. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. UK Steelers pod on Twitter. Follow us. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Gav at GM Boom Up. And follow Mark at Mesh NFL. And we'll see you all next week. See you later. Oh, you've, oh, you've, 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 oh, oh, Mark, how can you do that? You've tried. Oh, I didn't know I did. Oh, I didn't think I did. I I said it quite early. (laughs) I'm just messing. Ah. Oh, no. Go again, Mark. Go again, Gav. I can't end the show like this. (laughs) 